If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and I am joined by a one Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. How are you doing, Ben? And indeed, how are you doing, everybody? Only Ben can answer me right now, but hello anyway. How's it yeah, going? I'll answer. I'll say I'm doing all right. I'm assuming everyone else is well. If they're not well, hopefully by the end of this Crafty podcast... Look after yourselves is important, but hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll feel significantly better. Um, just in in yourself, we can't actually solve any any big problems you might have, but the minor ones, your entertainment for the next hour and a half or so. Not knowing what happens in night swim, that might be one of the troubles that's getting you down. If that is your specific trouble, sort that right out. We're going to sort it right out. We're going to talk about night swim. Uh, before we do, I'm going to say, how do you feel about a night swim? I always feel a little bit creeped out by getting in, in a body of water at night time. I don't know. I've done much night swimming because even when you're on holidays, you know, the place where you're most likely to pass a pool at night, because in this country, <laughs> an outdoor pool at your house, in this economy, no. But never. Um, even when they're, they're quite foreboding and have the lights on and you're not allowed in at night time, are you? No. It's kind of creepy. I've always found it kind of cre- creepy. I don't think I'd ever want to go in the sea at night, maybe just because of jewels. And I don't think I'd ever want to go in a swimming pool at night, probably because of Jurassic Park, the lost world, when the T-Rex turns up and eats the dog. Um, not when in the pool, a, but a next to a pool. pool. Having a drink out the pool. Yeah, that's always that'll always be on my mind. Yeah, I, I don't think I've done very much night swimming. If it is, has been, it's been more of a, a night paddle, a night splash about, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. A night yeah, splash not, about. Not so, not so much of a night swim. Not, I've not been like, crack and do a few lengths, shall I? Never. <laughs> shall I do a few lengths now? Did you ever do that thing when you're in a pool when you're a kid where you like were swimming around, you're closing your eyes, and for a brief second you're like, I bet there's a shark in there, and you have a look about. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, regular. I, yeah, I think I still do that now. 
Just have a quick a quick moment where I'm like, hang on a minute, I'm a bit terrified here. There's another thing to fear now though, because like I think as an as an adult, especially, you know, swimming around, maybe not so much for you, Ben, because obviously I imagine most of the swimming you do might have been taking your child with you. Mm. I feel as a as an adult, probably from the point you gain a little bit of self-awareness as the late end of being a teenager, it's like oh, I can't really be looking under the water all the time. So it's a nightmare. Yeah. We have a I, I I'm a I'm a big fan of being underwater. When I when I do lengths, I love to do maybe the first half of the length underwater. That's oh yeah, my, that's good. That's good, but you, that's in the purpose of swimming. You're not standing about in the shallow end like dipping <laughs> your face under to have a look for sharks, are you? Talk for yourself, mate. People I'll try to think look. you're looking at their bums. Yeah, they will. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm not. And even if I was, I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. it. And I, I reckon that like if you said to the lifeguard after they peeped that whistle at you, no. I was just checking for sharks. It's like a likely story. <laughs> a likely on, story. Get well, on the sex you, offenders register, mate. And you get missed out. that shark, didn't you? Get on the sex yeah. offenders register. Oh, bloody hell. Do I have to? Yep. Oh. Yeah, name. <laughs> They're literally putting it into an iPad by the side of the pool. Oh, absolutely raging. I'm so disappointed. Um, yeah, so first movie of the year, I guess January for any film release. Um but particularly horror can be a bit of a of a of a of a wasteland. I say that, but you, there's usually like a few big movies that come out, aren't there? The ones that kind of didn't release at the tail end of 2023. Um, but this, um, a late January horror movie. What did we get last year? Mafregan. Mafregan was January last year. That was an all timer. Made my top ten. Yeah, it did. Can he believe it? Well, I can't believe it. I gave it an honourable mention, but um. Yeah, if anyone has listened, we've had a bit of feedback for our, for our um, episode for last week. So this is this one's coming out coming about quite quickly. It's only been a few days since we recorded the last one. Yeah, only a couple. But uh, yeah, I guess in terms of horror news, first then, shall I? Shall I? Yeah, please, please. Horror news. The one big thing I wanted to talk about was a new horror film festival called Screams by the Sea, which is taking place in Bournemouth on February the tenth. Um, They've just gone through the process of accepting films and short films and even screenplays for a screenplay competition. Um, and the deadline is now passed. So the um, the lineup for the, for the festival will be finalized and released soon, probably this week. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be getting the, the, um, the festival director, Radi Nikolov, on the show to chat about everything to do with Screams by the Sea probably this week maybe next um so yeah and we're going to be covering it quite closely not entirely sure how closely yet but we're going to try and cover it as closely as possible something obviously we discussed last year was that we wanted to do more in-person events um and if we can't always get to in-person events hopefully we'll continue to cover some events remotely but this is going to be the first one of the year and quite early on in the year as well yeah Quite early on, but it's interesting, especially like as a first time film festival, love to see more of these things take hold, you know, that we don't get too many in the UK, not certainly not too many that are outside of London. So mm. good to support anything that's going on. Um, look forward to catching up with more Ben, see what we can see early in the year. As you mentioned, yeah. sometimes can be a bit of a wasteland for newer releases. So see what we can 100%. see. Eh? So give us keep keep your eyes on our social channels. Um, and we will we will give various updates when we can. Um, 
yeah so that's screams by the sea bournemouth um and yeah look out for that bonus episode uh with the festival director asap very soon in the offing it's in the offing it's all being planned behind the scenes um in terms of other horror news i had to mention this andy and i didn't really want to mention it but a lot a lot of horror channels have been talking about it so let's have our discussion about obviously steamboat willie mickey mouse as as in the public domain from january the 1st and that day we i think we got i got i saw loads of different artwork and loads of things like that and then but there is an independent comedy slasher film called mickey's mouse trap coming out obviously they had this on the back burner ready to go a horror reimagining of walt disney's 1928 short film steamboat willie i don't want to be a negative nancy and they didn't even watch the trailer um but did you and how do you I'm feel not. i was i'm aware that it happened because i know there's yeah. also a horror video game coming out about it which isn't the sort the of shoot, classic the there is a class there's shooter coming out but before that was announced one that is legally distinct from mickey mouse yeah. that's like a 1950s style cartoon shooter that actually looks really great was already on the way but um yeah, we knew it was going to happen as soon as this things became public domain. And in principle, I think more power to people doing things. Um, take down the big companies by showing you know, this things in the public domain. Now you can have some fun with it. You can be creative with it. Mm. I will reserve judgment because I haven't watched the trailer yet. I imagine it's going to be a, is it like a low budget affair? It looks like a low budget affair. It looks like just someone in a Mickey Mouse mask being a slasher. Um, again, I'm not being I'm not being a negative Nancy, but al- almost like where I'm I'm going. Yeah, I saw that coming. What's it look like? Yeah, kind of looks like that. And in a year where obviously we got Winnie the Pooh um, in Blood and Honey, and we're getting a sequel to that this year, next year, soon. I don't know. Um, and unfortunately, you know, critically didn't quite hit the mark for anybody. Is does it just make you think? Oh. I want something a little bit different. I want some sort of like horrible Mickey Mouse body horror stuff, you know, maybe a mouse. Where a man turns into the man. I don't know. The, the <laughs> thing is, is that very, very specifically, it's Steamboat Willie, the first appearance of Mickey Mouse, where I don't believe he's talking, lots of the supporting cats. So you cannot do uh, at this point yeah. a Mickey Mouse horror film. Yeah. Not that I've seen Steamboat Willie um, in anything but passing, but I. From what I understand from clips of it, he spins the wheel of a ship around and does a bit of whistling. I'm not sure what does a depth bit of, of law yeah. you're, get, you're getting out it's of a, that. It's a seven-minute, 47 short film. So you're not getting much law out of it. Um, and you got what's-his-face. What's his, what's his enemy called in it? Pete? The big so scary... Is, I thought it was like, the, is, that, is that Mickey Mouse's enemy? I thought that was like Goofy's next-door neighbour. Yeah, possibly, but maybe... Like in terms of the uh, in terms of the shared universe, they've gone. Yeah, he grew up hating Mickey, but now actually he hates Goofy the most. Thinks and he's only mildly inconvenienced by him. From what I recall of Goof Troop, he's yeah, just a bit of a you know, just a bit yeah. of a show off, isn't he? Just a bit of a bloody show off because Goof Goofy is a bit annoying as well, isn't he? Oh, clumsy. Um, Why is Goofy a dog in clothes, but there's also Pluto, a dog pet? Explain that to me. It's a different universe. They've got different laws. Nah, they, what? They, don't hit me with that. They, it's, it's in the same universe, right? <laughs> in their same universe, but not ours. 
I know. Mickey Mouse doesn't sit there going, I'm not still over Vietnam yet. The war took a big toll on me. Like those things Uh, didn't happen. Genetically, it's all very different. I suppose it's the same when you asked a question about uh, Donald Duck having no kecks on. But Donald Duck having no trousers and no trousers. On. But when he and gets Mickey Mouse has trousers but not a top. Yeah, it's like they got one outfit between themselves. Swap. Just, just get yourself down Primark. Buy yourself a buy yourself a new outfit. Cheapest chips. Uh, yeah. Like, so I don't know. It could be fun. Like basically, anything could be good. My worry with these is that there is such a there is such a grab to be the first to do one of these things. Yeah, that you don't necessarily. It's like it Ian Malcolm makes... talking about Jurassic Park. You think about all the things like what you could do. Don't stop to think everybody should. Should you? Yeah. Um, yeah. But they could. And if anything can be good, I will see how it comes out. I like that as a as a as a way of thinking. Anything can be good. The right. Okay. Again, reserve a judgment. We'll watch it. It just feels like you know when things are just like edgy, for the sake of being edgy, like. Hey, you know this Disney character? Oh yeah, the lovely Disney character. So, yeah, everyone Slash loves that up, Disney character. Imagine him, and, and and everybody stay with me, okay? Because I know I'm a bit kooky. But imagine if they were killing people. Like the nice character was evil and killing people. Well, it's not. It's just someone with a mask on. Like that was what I was confused about in Blood and Honey when they were like, these animals are actually animals, Piglet and Pooh and whoever else. When you say that, then like uh, you know, taking a beloved, often family-related character and making it dark and edgy for the sake of—and I'm going to lean in to say this with a little wry smile—Zack Snyder's been making a career of that for but a years, hasn't he? <laughs> got him. <laughs> Bloody hell, Bloody mate. Got him. Um, Bloody no, hell, he's mate. All right. Give, he's a good give him a break. Give him a break. No, seems so. like a nice man. But, but yeah, it does, you know it what does I mean. Like, feel a bit like that, doesn't it? It does feel a bit like that. Like. As as an actual horror fan and consumer of horror, like it feels like something who wasn't a horror fan would do. They go, "We should make this into a bloody horror film, mate." Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Anything could be good. We have we live in a rich tapestry, and it's much the same of you know when it reached its high point of how widespread superhero stuff is now. Like you can have things that are not intended for the people that might have originally got on board with the core of it, like. Um, Pennyworth, yeah. the story of Batman's butler. Oh yeah, I don't know who that's for particularly, but um, but like it certainly yeah. wasn't for me. My mom was a big fan of watching, um, the WCs like the the Flash, and yeah. I mean, like, nah, no thanks. But you can <laughs> yeah. take something that's horror centric, and it can be for anyone. Yeah. You what... may be getting very niche with some of this stuff, but you know, mm. could be good. What um, what IP? would you like to get your grubby little mitts on and make into something different? Not necessarily a slasher horror movie, but you know, so not some, not any old IP. What I mean is an IP that perhaps could be reaching the point of, of uh, coming into public domain hundred years on it actually. So that's probably not yeah. good. Example. Well, no, there's tons of stuff. Like you can do Sherlock Holmes stories now, which I think are great. You could do it. You know, people are yeah. doing brilliant non Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes stories that are, mm-hmm. Got some great horror. You do some great mystery with with that with that character. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, if you want to go back in your podcast feeds, everyone, you know, not the horror hangout feed. I mean, do do that as well. But pop along to our good friends over at the other stories and listen to a certain series from last summertime, uh, Andy Conduit Turner's 
Tragic Kingdom. Oh. And you can listen to me do a little yeah, Peter Pan-inspired story, you know, about in what world is there a ageless, immortal fairy creature that comes into children's windows at night and takes them away to a magical kingdom from which they may never return. Um, and how is a pirate the baddie in that situation? Just a man, doesn't fly under the colours of any particular not, country. Not just a pirate, a man with uh, an ailment, a, ve- a yeah. physical a physical ailment whose name is, is almost like a, a derogatory term based on that ailment. There yeah. he comes, old Uck. Especially <laughs> that was just his name to begin with. Just convenience. My name's Captain Hook. Yes, fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so you know, telling those kinds of stories, but finding different ways to do them. I think there are more imaginative ways, essentially, that you could do rather than just this. But now a this, but now yeah. a murderer. It's all going to be um, Dis- Disney stuff. We're going to. I think we're going to get a, a a a slew of like Disney things over the next like ten, fifteen years. I bet. Um. Yeah. Killer, killer dwarfs. All of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Killer dwarfs. I mean, that's kill- hang that's on a minute. Quite, that's quite uh, old now. But so many of them are based about- on old fairy stories as well, right? So obviously, the Little yeah. Mermaid is a Disney thing, famously. But the Little I've Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen must be public domain by now. Yeah, I've just remembered another one: Bambi the Reckoning. Bambi the Reckoning. That's actually legit. Um, we had the Grinch, the mean one, right? The yeah came out. Yeah. I think the team behind Winnie the Pooh, Blood, Blood and Honey are doing uh, a Peter Pan. A Peter Pan? Where are they? Peter Pan, yeah. Uh, I think they are doing let, something let, like that. Don't let them rip you off, Andy. Don't let them rip you off. Well, I'll be there to back okay. you up. So that's public, it's public domain. I mean, if they want to hire me to write it, I'd do a, do a bang yeah. up job. Go and, find, go and get, get your hands on Tragic Kingdom itself, the, the audio Um yeah. I mean that's that's the middle of all of them are standalone, but we've done all kinds of things. I wrote most of them with the exception of one by your friend and mine, Mr. Luke Condor. His love letter to Neil Gaiman stories. Yeah. It's really good. It's a really good story, the one he tells. Your friend and mine and quiz winner, Luke Condor of Luke Condor. Yeah. Exactly. So like, how about you, Ben? What um what fairy tale would you like to do a, a reimagining of? Or old property. I don't know, really. I don't know. I don't think I'm um, excited enough about. If I give it a good, good thought, I could probably think come up with something. Alice in Wonderland has always got like, uh, but that's another thing that we've we've touched upon in the other stories as well, as well as H.P. Lovecraft. Even though notoriously a bit of a bad bloke, uh, lots of lovely, scary creatures and. Monsters, I un- unknowable things, unnamables, unnameables. Maybe that's it. You'd like to remake the unnameable. Yeah, maybe I'll remake remake the film, the unnameable, which was the film that scared me the most as a kid, uh, shaped me as a horror fan. I used to have nightmares about uh, horrible winged naked demons, saggy breasts, uh, and then I go to bed, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I, I've, I have always been of the when things scare me, I almost double down on my like, um, interest in those things. So like all the films and all the films and the games that scare me the most are like my favorite things now. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe the unnamed. Who knows? Who knows? Eh. Um, I've got one more piece of news based on the fact that we mentioned very briefly Saltburn. Was that last week? 
Was it yeah, we before? did. I think we talked about Saltburn last week. Last week. Apparently, Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein has cast Jacob Elordi, who is the posh guy with eyebrow piercing, big long man, big long toolman, as the titular monster. Not titular. Yeah, titular Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Replacing Andrew Garfield. Now, this cast, Mia Goff, Christoph Waltz, Oscar Isaac, and Andrew Garfield. I was like, wow, that is uh, next level. That's amazing. An adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in a year where we're getting Poor Things and is it Lisa Frankenstein? Obviously, Poor Things was more last year. We're getting Lisa Frankenstein this year. And now this is happening. Frankenstein's monster is incredibly, it's, it's, it's big again. Everyone's loving it. This would be, this is something that's ripe for um, loads of different new versions um, talking about things coming into the public domain. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like just a man based on like, oh, Everyone loved this performance of him. Oh, and it's sexy. Don't you want to lick his plug hole? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they've gone, yeah, get him cast as Frankenstein. I'm a bit like, oh, I ain't so sure about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen Saltburn yet. Um, so I can't comment on the performances on there. But always up for a Frankenstein story. Like a bit yeah. of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, one of my favourite books. Um, no, I haven't seen... The film Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, where it's in the title, in ever? many a year, if ever. I watched if ever. it. If I haven't I watched, seen it, I've watched it in the last few years. Um, Kenneth Branagh directed. Something like that. That's it, I think. Uh, yeah, but Bobby De Niro is the older Frank Frankenstein's monster, isn't he? Old Bobby De Niro. Um, it's good, but give it a little as revisit. long as. There was nothing in this Saltburn performance where I was like, he'd be a great bloody in Frankenstein. Big old Frankenstein. Frankenstein. He's just like a big old posh man in this. Just like, does my head in a little bit where I'm like, all right, turn it in. They're the real monsters though, aren't they? They're the real monsters, yeah. Um, I think maybe that's, that's it. As a as a strict, as a, as a strict fuck the Tories guy watching this movie, I was like, why are we all lusting after these bloody horrible poshos? Bit rude, sorry. Um, you know what I mean. You know what <laughs> not I mean. rude you enough. Know what, you know what I'm um, yeah. <laughs> not rude enough. Why are you all lusting after them? Why are we all going, oh, yeah, this is a very sexy, risky film. We're like, they're all twats. That's my faults, anyway. That's my faults. Yeah, uh, speaking of what you've been watching, though, well, if there's no more news, what you've been watching? What's been. What have I been watching? You spooked up. I haven't done any bin watching. Um, although. Between Christmas and New Year, you never know when the bin's going to get taken. Oh, I'll the, tell you what real life horror is, I. So maybe I have been doing some bin watching, looking out and going, hang on a minute, that's still full up. Ah, the neighbours got their bins out. How many times have you, you Googled it? What day do you collect my bin? Put your yeah. postcode in. I haven't Googled it once. I, I'm always a person who just looks and sees when my neighbours put their bin out because I feel yeah, you like... You trust that you live next to real adults and they I know I feel like they're reliable, it. yeah. And I've ha- I definitely had the, had the sheet come through my door and I've put it somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, magnet that on the fridge under the Chinese restaurant menu. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm watching not much as as I mentioned. It's only been a few days since we last recorded. Um, but in terms of what I have been watching, I have been reading. That's not watching. Uh, Sorry, that's but, watching. You just watch the words with your eyes. I'm just watching the words. Yeah. Uh, Tender is the flesh. I don't know if you know much about this book. This has been on my list for a while. Uh, Augustina Basterica. I think she is Argentinian, possibly. Yes, correct. Dystopian novel. 
Um, and it's all about society in the future. I don't really know what year it's supposed to be. It kind of feels like sometimes it's a long time in the future and other times you're like, maybe it's just a few years. A society in which a virus has contaminated all animal meat and because of the lack of animal flesh, has everyone gone vegan? No, cannibalism is legal. <laughs> and there's like there's like a, a lower class of people that like are essentially called heads, which they're bred for human meat and they have their vocal cords cut out and they're kind of like, they, they don't, yeah it's all pretty nuts and, and horrific it's a, it's a kind of a, a, the story focuses a lot on consumerism capitalism um the human condition what would it mean to eat a person and it's i'm really liking it the 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 prose kind of reminds me of i don't actually not just the prose but the the way it's written definitely reminds me of the film and the book under the skin um Scar okay. Joe, Scarlett Johansson. This weird otherworldly alien kind of world where and in that this I don't think this is a spoiler, but in, in under the skin, humans are being essentially farmed for meat as well. Um so there's some similarities there. Uh yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Nearly finished it. It's quite a short read, but I've seen it on a lot of people's lists. It was published in twenty seventeen, but I've seen a lot of people mention it. Um yeah, I reckon I recommend it if you like your okay. uh post-apocalyptic near future weird stuff it goes in some kind of obvious direction sometimes but at the, at the same time the description the description of like a slaughterhouse for example is is pretty insane like just the detail it goes into um, yeah, i have to check i have to check that yeah. add it to the and it'll make you feel reading it. list it'll make you feel ever so hungry no it won't it didn't make me feel hungry at all um it, it, the opposite what's the opposite of hungry <laughs> full it made me feel full. I should really stop eating this. Uh, and watching no horror. I haven't watched anything. I watched Almost Famous, which isn't horror at all, but one of my favorite films. I haven't seen it in a few years. Thought, I'll check. I'll watch that again. Um, the only thing horrible about that is that the fictional band, Stillwater, aren't real because I'm always going, oh, this song's a banger. I get their stuff. stuff. I want to get their stuff. I want to be a big fan. And you can get hold of a couple of their songs, but of course, fictional. Jason Lee as as the uh, the the singer man in that, and also uh, what's his name, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan's name from two thousand seven's Watchmen. Now you've asked. I'll never pull that name again. Now <laughs> all I'm thinking difficult. of is like obviously. And now all I can think of is obviously wrong things. Is that Stanley Tucci? It's not <laughs> Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. That's it. Yeah. Um, great cast, great soundtrack. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it as well. Um, Kate Hudson, 20 years old in that. Couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, that's good. No horror, though. Have you watched any horror? A couple. A couple oh. for you, Ben. Um, first, it was one that hit our lists, and we were talking about it towards the end of last year. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen it or not. I don't know if I recall if I saw it on your letterbox. Have you got round to watching Slother House? <laughs> no, I didn't get round to that for some reason. Where the where the killer sloth is in like a sorority house and yeah. it's doing some murders. Um, I feel like when this came out, it got fairly heavily panned yeah. by um by critics. It did, didn't it? Yeah. It it did. Um I'm gonna go out there and say I didn't dislike it at all in my anything can be good mantra, which I'm beginning for the year. Um, yeah. which will probably last until I have reason to be negative about something. Um, yeah, 
it's it's very silly, but it's called Slotherhouse, and it's about a sloth that kills <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So, is it a slow-moving it, sloth? No, it's really fast. It's oh. really fast, and it uses a samurai sword at one point, and it uses the <laughs> internet, and it takes selfies. Uses the internet. What's it doing it ta- on the internet? It looks up where the hospital is, where it can finish off. Like, so it, it can't. It doesn't just, you know, use the internet. Like it actively shows evidence wow. that it can read and write. Um, that's, that's kind of scary. Is it like? Uh, um, it is it is it, it like someone in a it's suit? Very funny. No, it's a little, it's a little puppet. It's the size of a regular sloth. It is. Um, it's, Jesus. It's very funny. It's very silly. It has all of like the teenage trope characters that you're gonna get. Everyone in it looks like they're having a lot of fun. Um, yeah. If and I mean, I... if the if like if you think the title Slotherhouse is too silly, it will be too silly for you. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it was a good laugh. I I thought this was pretty fun. It was a good casual background watch. It was it was perfectly entertaining. I'm assuming it claws people to death, right? Yeah, but not only. There's there's why other bits it... where it gets them with accessories and so on. It suffocates it ki- them with a pillow. It does all sorts why of things. It, why is it killing people? What's its problem? It's been taken out of its natural environment. Then it's furious. Oh, okay, that's fair. Enough. Poached out of the it... jungle. How's it fast then? Just is. <laughs> like it, it just—it's a real the nun situation. But they, um, yeah, 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 they kind of put it out there like, oh, these are the bits you don't see on nature documentaries. Maybe they are just incredible predators, ah. and it's kept a secret. You don't see this. Yeah, just uh, slow down when cameras are around, but but everywhere else, super super speedy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I watched uh, that, and then I also dived onto. Um, Talking about it a bit recently with um, films like um, Black Mold coming on today. I've been on Tubi again, Ben, to Ooh, delve nice. into their ever-growing range of horror films that they are. From. They've got a good little home for horror going on over there. And having seen some people post about it in some... Well, the makers post about it in some independent film um, mm. pages on, on the internet, I dived in to watch Murder Size which okay. is uh, a schlocky uh, set in the 80s around people filming like a sleazy um, exercise video where they're more interested in basically, you know, ogling the women with the camera rather than, yeah. um, and there's got a CD producer and there's all kinds of shady things on there. It has, it, it doesn't quite go as heavy and the comedy isn't that very trauma style, but it is in that school, that kind of direction, right? Yeah. Um, super low budget, but I had a good laugh with it as well. Like there were some entertaining bits in it and where it got it for me, minor spoilers, if you're going to watch it, but it's called Murder Size and it's a silly film, so I don't think you'll be, <laughs> be too shocked. There is a brilliant bit in it where there's a character who it comes across as like clearly going to be horrible, horrible bloke trying to chat up the the women who's perving on them all. He's basically got like a background job, like he's fixing the lighting and offering to get them cans of coke. And then just a brilliant bit where this brilliant bit with this turned for me, where one of the women invites him backstage and is coming on to him. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I want to be a professional filmmaker. This would be entirely inappropriate. It's really, really <laughs> funny. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's 
it's silly, it's schlocky, it's um I guess faux exploitative because it's very knowing in that sense. So it has like those trauma sensibilities about it. Yeah. Um but it's a fun little little low budget movie. And again, as I mentioned before, get on Tubi, which is getting all sorts of good horror stuff. Cost you nothing apart from uh, an an occasional advert about once every half an hour I got one ad. Oh. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, not bad at all. Invested. Couple of couple of fun little bits. Awesome. 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 Uh yeah, having so a silly sure. start to the year with Murder Size and Slaughter. It's gonna be silly. And it makes me, it has made me want to watch both of those films, so I'm not gonna complain. I think, we go, uh, oh tell you what, Ben, I'm letting it go. The the star of last year. I've been catching up on his telly program. I'm six episodes into Monarch Legacy of Monsters oh. now. I need to. I need to get on it. I think we mentioned right. it last week. Enjoying it. Yes. Yeah, Any? How much Godzilla are we getting? Lots? Not much. A bit of Godzilla. A little bit of Godzilla. I've seen Most... by episode six. I've seen Godzilla a couple more times now. Yeah. Um. But he's Any, very other, much like other monsters? a thing that's happening. Yeah. There was a good. Um, episode four has a cool monster in the cold, which is good. Nice. Okay. I like it. But um, yeah, like it's it's really character driven. If you want end to end monster action, you'll be disappointed. But um, yeah, but I feel like I like the things. To... I like the stuff with the with the character driven stuff, and I like um, Wyatt Russell is obviously a key player in it. So it's after yesterday's film that I thought oh, get caught up on that. Big bad See Wyatt what Russell. Captain Bad America's up to. <laughs> Captain Bad America, what's he up to these days? Uh, he is striking a ball so hard. He's basically, he basically is like Captain America, sending it flying. Uh, and he's having a lovely swim where he gets a bit too competitive in one bit. And thinks, I'm just going to drown this boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets too competitive <laughs> with Joe Rogan. With Joe Rogan slash, what does he call him? Uh, Steroid Shrek. Steroid Shrek. Yeah. That is, well, yeah, it's the film of the week, which we're talking about, which is, are we all right the to night move, swim. On to, move on to the night swim? Yeah, I'm ready. The night swim, also known as just night swim. Uh, but which is a 2024, that's right, American supernatural horror film written and directed by Bryce McGuire in his feature directorial debut, based on the 2014 short film of the same name. Uh, it stars Wyatt Russell, Kerry Condon, um, and the plot is a woman swimming. Wait, that's not right. That's the. Is that the plot of the short? That's the plot of the short, but it's definitely the the feature I've got open. This is this makes more sense. A suburban family discover that their backyard swimming pool is haunted. Can you believe it? Haunted by what? I kind of like the idea of like haunted objects or like haunted things or haunted like very small places. You know what I mean? I think that's cool. I like the idea of that. Um, And I didn't watch a trailer for this. I kind of just got the vibe from like what, like a five to six second TV um, spot or whatever Sting, it was. Yeah, I kind of knew what to expect, and obviously the it's it's Jason Blum and James Wan produced under their Blumhouse Productions and Atomic Monster banners respectively, not together. Even though we did discuss um the fact that corporate they're, synergy, corporate synergy. Oh, their merger happened on January the second. So really, this is kind of under under that umbrella, right? Yeah, made under, released during. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it has got on IMDb five out of 10 that's 2.5 out of 5 um 
Rotten Tomatoes, 25% audience score. That would be Rotten. And a 44% critic score. They liked it a little bit more. Letterboxd, 2.1 out of 5. And some choice reviews from Letterboxd. Roger Walker says, This movie was super generic. A ton of plot lines that don't go anywhere. Takes itself way too seriously. And it's all forgettable as hell. Two stars. Uh, Jacob Jardot says, You can tell it was a short film trying to be a full movie. Two stars. It was a short film before, wasn't it? Um, and then Andy Panda. It's not you. No relation. Basically, like the Amityville horror, but with a pool. Two stars. These are all two yeah. star reviews. I did manage to find a three and a half star out of five review. So a seven out of ten. A Christian feminist allegory about the benefits of aquatic PT. Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Jibber says that. Um, that's not a slur, is it? Just I don't know what to say, say it out loud. <laughs> um, not that we're aware of. Not that we're aware of. So that's, you know, it looks like people aren't entirely into it. But, you know, January horror movies, I think like it is a kind of unwritten rule that films released in January, horror films don't always do so well. But as we mentioned, Mafregan last year, Megan Mafregan was was pretty good. Made your top 10. We enjoyed it. Beloved. Beloved. This is, I guess, like my my enjoyment of James Wan horror movies and the Blumhouse horror movies is kind of middling. It's not always been great i mean I, I like some bits of the conjuring universe but not all um does this kind of just fall into that that sort of area where it's just like a bit undercooked shall we say undercooked like a hot dog at a pool party uh when a terrible event happens and you take it off the grill accidentally yeah um a couple of things that immediately struck me with with this film, then maybe in a minute we'll pause and talk about some of the cast. You've already conjured some of the things. I'm going to put some more comparisons in your mind, Ben. Yes, uh, in hindsight, I do think it feels like maybe a short film that had a solid idea, a bit like Lights Out previously, a very similar ilk, where yeah. a really, really strong particular scene, potentially, or a little scare that then maybe they have mixed successes in expanding out elsewhere. Um, having yeah. just done a run of Amityville films, I absolutely agree that it does follow on certainly the later sequels of Amityville where there is basically a cursed or haunted item that they're then going to focus the what kind the of scares the, the scares around. So the ones we've seen in Amityville, I've seen Mirror, Lamp, Dollhouse, Clock. Um, but based on, if you just type Amityville into your letterbox, everyone... It appears you can get yeah, all sorts of stuff. Toilet, dildo, Emmanuel, all these things. Um, <laughs> so definitely that. And something yeah. that I think, I don't know if it will make you feel more positively about it, Ben. You know what this reminded me of? Go on. This was just a couple of investigative ex FBI people away from being an X-Files episode. Yeah, that they crossed my mind. Can you that imagine if you had this mind. family... But you had Mulder and Scully investigating, and Mulder's like, "Yeah, I think it's a, a an ancient water spirit, and basically it grants wishes, but it always demands a toll." And then Scully's like, "I don't know about this, Mulder," and then Mulder's <laughs> right the whole time, and <laughs> yeah, bloody hell, Mulder. <laughs> but they she never believes him the next time. They both got massive coats on, uh, even though it's in the middle of summer. 
I was kind of glad that this wasn't just like, oh, someone died in this pool and this person's haunting it. I'm glad that there was a little bit more mythology surrounding it, even though the mythology was a bit muddled, I think. I think you easily could have, like, doubled down on it and had some serious, like... Like, it could have easily had some serious J-horror vibes. There's a bit with some hair. Yeah. Where there, is a bit like... a bit of J- there is a bit of J-horror visualisation to it. My major yep. problem and thing I want to talk about has to come up later. I think it is best placed after we've discussed the plot in full. Mm. But it's left the same taste in my mouth a little bit as smile at the end. Well spoiler for anyone who's been following along. But yeah. um did you also I've seen I've seen this also compared to and not compared in a good way, but almost like Poltergeist or like the shining light. Yeah, fair. Where they've literally just gone family in a new house obviously not so much the shining but more the poltergeist and the shining the reason is because dad goes bad dad goes bad except dad in this bad. one doesn't have some bad tequila um drinks a bit of pool water doesn't he has a little bit of pool water dan is dan is now and we've all done that you know when we're swimming we've all gone swallowed a bit of pool water like who knows what could have been in that i'm glad it's not some sort of weird spirit thing and i guess yeah the, the x Ghost, so you just fucking love the water can't get <laughs> enough of it um i'm gonna drink this old pool right down also uh, yeah x files episode yes with the sort of like your eyes going black when you're kind of like possessed by this by this water thing um i think it was just a bit it was a bit muddled like i don't think i always knew what like the end game was and i don't think the characters knew until the characters said outright this is what it is. And yeah. now, even though I've just come to terms with this fact, I'm immediately going to double down on it and commit fully to being a part of it, which doesn't really make any sense. You're just like, what? There's got to be another way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, the ending, there's there's a moment where it's almost like there are two characters who are kind of experiencing the same thing. One of them seems to just be fine. The other one doesn't seem to be fine, but in order for that one to be fine, the other one has to like sacrifice yeah. himself. Yeah, and I bring that and I bring that up at the end because I've got some got some thoughts yeah. on that. But where do we where do we, oh tell you what before we get into the plot, let's talk performances here. So we've already mentioned him by name, Captain Bad America himself, Wyatt Russell. Seems yep. that his star is definitely on the rise on this one. So he has. You know, obviously, prestige family. He's, uh, you know, from an acting family, Kurt Russell's actual son, plays the same character as Kurt Russell in MonsterVerse in different periods of time. Oh, okay. That's what's happening. I see. Yeah, so in the Apple series, it's like, in the past, he plays a young version of the character, and then present day, he plays Kurt Russell as, you know, an older older version. It's really cool. It's a cool idea. Um, You've seen him in... Uh, what's it named? Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You've seen uh, him as Captain Bad America. Yeah, Black and... Mirror. He's in the episode Playtest. Oh, I've not seen he? that one yet. He's in Overlord. Um. Oh yes. Yeah, which uh, which is good. He's in. He's in lots of things, isn't he? And I think genuinely, everything I see him in, I'm always like, I like this guy. I'm I, I'm I'm glad he's in this. I enjoy his his skills. He's pretty good as is bad captain america and falcon and winter soldier he's very hateable there was if you remember there was a picture of him 
when he first came out as Captain America, clean shaven. He just looked insane. He didn't look, didn't look like the same yeah. man. He just looked like a complete different guy. Um, my only thing with yeah. White Russell is I think I don't I don't know what it is. He, he doesn't have like the edginess maybe of his dad. You don't need to, but I think they're maybe steering yeah. him towards slightly more flawed or villainous roles. But actually, it strikes me that he's Quite, quite a nice face, quite, quite a nice man. I agree with that. And I feel like out of everyone in this, including including the kids, it was Wyatt Russell's performance that I was least taken with. I didn't find him to be me- all that menacing when he was supposed to be menacing. I didn't kind of like feel sorry for him when he's obviously he's going, he's got quite a bad illness and he's losing his baseball career. His family life's kind of like a bit tough and stuff. I don't know. I don't think there was enough to this character. This character felt very just, he was just there, wasn't he? He was just existing. Yeah, but I'd argue that's more of the it's more of the content he has rather yeah, than yeah. his ability to deliver that. Because mm. um, I think at moments when he does do things I think that works I think that works very well. Um, I think he does some good physical stuff in this. He does it just strikes me as I think I don't think they give the character quite enough agency, but I'll no, it was I'll the come character, back to that. definitely. Terry Condon, bit... what do you think? Great. I thought she was great. I really liked her her as a almost like the mum from the ring, and by that I mean the American ring, uh Naomi Watts when she's like doing a bit of investigating. I don't think the the central mystery was anywhere near as interesting as it could have been. Um, it kind of seemed to just unfold and then, right, okay. And I like the investigating stuff. I like that she was a very hands-on hands-on mother, like in terms of like saving her kids when they were in peril, immediately believing them, you know? It was frustrating yeah. in these films when when characters, oh, I don't bloody believe you. And then then watch their kids get uh, slurped off under the under the water. Under the pool, because they didn't believe them, yeah. Under the pool. Also, how many times... Are we gonna see a pool cover? <laughs> a pool cover in some sort of state of like not quite over the pool and someone reaching in to grab something. <laughs> and you go, they're gonna fall in, they're gonna get tangled up in it. Yeah. There's more hassle than it's worth. And it, and as we see in the opening, it just do it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like a couple of interesting little bits that this film seems to just dangle in front of you. And it doesn't follow up on them, like particularly a bit where I'm like, is there some sort of like time travel involved? The reason I was thinking that yeah. was about um a, a baseball, something like that. Um, but unfortunately, I just think the central mystery isn't all that interesting. The central threat doesn't feel all that interesting. It's really like generic spooky ghoulies in the pool, um, like a boglin and some sort of. <laughs> I wonder what the insidious written... insidious faces. You know, like from the first one. All those... yeah, yeah. Yeah, gooey faces. I wonder what the written version of this would look like because it strikes me with like things like you mentioned, the potential time travel bit, or the, or yeah. the gathering of items. It, it feels like if this was a Stephen King book, which it isn't, um, yeah, this would be the one where, in a thousand-page thick doorstop, mm. there's all sorts of there'd be a whole two hundred-page section matter. back before there was a neighborhood built here, yeah. Um, you know, like pet cemetery style. Yeah, we would there'd, got, be, we there'd got... be there'd be a ton of stuff in there, and it would have the time travel. The entity would have a name, and it'd be 
the reappearance of different items that are significant to people's lives and how it connects to them. Because water, yeah. water, water everywhere, as the phrase goes, like it could show that connectivity, but mm. the film, I either think, lacks the capacity to be able to show us that. Yeah. Um, or we just, it just some, simply doesn't have the time to do so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like, it just feels the fact that it was a short first, you think like, oh, wow, I've got a chance to make a feature based on this short. We can add so much more to the story and stuff, but it still feels quite, quite one dimensional, doesn't it? It's like Haunted Swimming Pool. Yeah. What, and, what, we've got a set, and we've got a set piece that I haven't, you know, I, maybe I'll try and seek it out. I'm not sure where it's available, but the short after this, I imagine the short must be. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to place my bets before I go and watch it. I feel like it's going to be the Marco Polo game. The Marco Polo scene is going to be it, isn't it? Yeah, you can kind of. Yeah. Kind of and that was kind of like the trailer as well. So the trailer was almost like, here is the here's the hook, essentially. Um, this is the hook. Yeah. It's going to be the Marco Polo game or potentially the, the drain bit. Yeah. Draining the pool. This was a weird one for me because you know what I like doing? On TikTok, I like watching people who like clean pools that have been out of use for years. I feel like we missed all that. I feel like all we got at the end was some leaves being like brushed up right at the end. And I want I want to see the power washer out. I want to see the 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 filters being changed. I want to see all the chemicals going in. When he had the little uh pH, <laughs> you see him getting pH the hair babies out. Yeah. When he was getting a pH thing out, I was like, oh yeah, this is the best bit. Checking the old Make sure pH those levels level. are right. Right, guys, the pH levels fine. Let's get in. Let's get in and start diving for coins, like the kid in the what? What advert was that? Where someone was diving? Oh, the for... it's like legal in general or Cheltenham and Glo- I think it's Cheltenham and Gloucester. I was yeah. doing that in the cinema. I was taking the picture now. I was in the cinema he by myself. He looked a bit like the kid, didn't he? So I could hold my breath and go <laughs> and divers in those big suits trying to get you. Where you're trying to get those pearls? Always watching that advert, I would try and hold my breath for the duration. Of the yeah. advert, could you do it? No, it's really hard. No, sorry. It's but close. I felt like I didn't have the motivation that if I couldn't have a breath, I'd drown. Whereas that kid did. Yeah, um, I kind of liked the performances from both the 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 kids. Like, yeah, I think they were both really good. They could have easily gone a different way with it. Like at one point, there's like it's weird. There's a little bit of tension between the kids, and at one point, the older girl says something a bit mean to him, but. Apart from that, they seem like a sort of a good sort of modern brother and sister. Actually, it's just they annoy each other a bit, but overall get on reasonably well. Overall get on reasonably well and like believe each other when it comes to this particular moment and almost like support each other as well. Yeah. Um, which is good. I like that. And I've seen a couple of comments saying like the performances of the of the of those two wasn't particularly good. I thought it was fine. It, it, it's it was suitable for the film, and I felt yeah. Like... Give me give me kids that aren't overacting. Like I don't need every child or teenage character to either be like Sandra D or absolute psychopath Henry Bowers. Carve your name in some kids stuff. Yeah, like hundred percent. Just just be normal kids, and I think just they they struck kids. a nice balance. And on these this kids. And this the boy in particular was doing things that like kind of made sense. It wasn't like he, when there's a kid of that age in a horror film, usually you're like, oh come on, why are you doing that for you idiot? He kind of like he knows. I think ever what made sense about this film is that they knew when to get out of the pool because there have been so many 
plot, pl- there were so many plot holes where you would have gone, well, just get out. And people were getting out of the pool, you know, and it kind of, I don't know. It went in a, yeah. in a, it, and when people had officially had an experience in the pool, that they rarely got back in unless it was like an accident or, yeah, so, unless they got slurped into there by the, by so the magic sense. pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some, there were some interesting bits in this one. And I particularly love, well, I know we'll save that for, for later because it's relevant to a part of the story. Um, okay. So we begin, as oftentimes we do, in a flashback. It's the distant, yeah. distant past of 1992. Did it say it was 1992? I think it does, yeah. It does, because I didn't realise. Or 93. So it's like the early 90s, late. effectively. Yeah, it says 1992. So, oh, um, I remembered it well. There's, right. there's like a family and there's a boy in bed, like unwell. and then there's It's a, a hospital girl. bed, isn't it? He's got like a ventilator yeah. and stuff. He's got like a ventilator and then a girl says something about, oh, I've seen your boat. It's out in the swimming pool. Yeah, because a um, boat we see just boat. appears at the top of the water. It just sort of appears from nowhere, yeah. right? Just like, yeah, essentially. It's not in the pool originally, and then it just pops out. Um, again, like haunted items and stuff, this item seems to be uh, present when there's some sort of supernatural occurrence in and around this pool. Um, and this is like a classic, you know, we kind of know what's going to happen. It's the opening sequence. We're here to, it's here to set up a horror film girl in her slippers and pajamas reaching 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 to get the boat obviously falls in um and we get like a nice little fake out as well we're like oh she's all right she's made it to the edge oh no she's got to go back she goes, out oh, i'll boat. go back out to get the boat yeah i'll go back out and get it come on um yeah and that's and that's it essentially we don't really see much in terms of what the unseen force is uh but it just pulls her underwater does it speak I think it's no, we see it? some figures around the side of the edge, well, like unclear figures. Yeah. And then I want to be very clear in this one. The mysterious pool doesn't drown the little girl. She is just gone by the thing, right? She's, She's not there anymore. She's vanished. Yeah. She's just vanished. Um, and just a slipper is hanging about there. Yeah. And we see the point of view from like the house where we see her kind of like splashing around. And in this moment, I was like, why is no one aware of what's happening and this kind of gets just explained for us a little bit later yeah. um but yeah she's gone and one slipper's gone as well but one slipper remains yeah just floating on the surface as evidence i guess is just a little clue saying that that's it got her yeah she she is gone and that's that's just that cold open that's just a cold open yes we go to the present day we quickly learn we see the waller we see the roller waller family and we're fairly swiftly shown that they are looking for another house because he is ill. You see him having, like, he sends his family on ahead. He has to go and get his walking stick out of the car. He's a little bit unsteady on his feet. And they're going to look at some, uh, looking at some properties. And it's clear that the description is being given by the real estate agent that, oh, there's handrails all around the thing. All the bedrooms are on the ground floor. This is a house. Yeah. basically built for someone who um has a mobility issue yeah. and there's a wheelchair even in the that's right yeah in the, like, it's, the it's welcome not quite, it's not quite an assisted living place but it's almost like the next step along from that where like yeah it's could... like a it, it is like a home but it's a home that is designed to cope with you know for you to be able to live with a physical disability right and we learn yeah. when he ha- when he goes to a hospital appointment fairly short order that he has uh, an MS diagnosis, which is yeah. 
which is the generative not a stable disease. one, but a pro- which is a progressive form where yeah. he's going to continue to get worse. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a successful baseball player who obviously had a had a pretty big baseball career, but was forced to retire due, due to illness. We get some sort of like flashbacks occasionally, moments where he's like swinging for the ball. Um, and it seemed like he'd been away for a while and he did try and go back to baseball, but it just didn't work out. Um, so, yeah, this house, I think, is seems lovely. But I think initially... Uh, Ray Ray says he doesn't want to live somewhere. He doesn't want to be a sick person anymore. He doesn't want to live in that house. It's basically a hospital. He says, "Yeah." And they see it, and they see another house when they're just driving around the neighborhood, right? Yeah, and they immediately must be one of those towns where there's like one real estate agent sees everyone because the same lady is shown around that. I said, "Oh, I would have showed you this one, but this is a this is yeah. for sale, not a rental." Um, and they've gone. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about and it. And actually, it needs loads of work done. It needs things doing. The pool's all drained but this and then they're, they're looking at they see they've got a pool outside and this is where we get another incident of someone falling into the pool so ray sees uh a knackered old ball down the side of the on top of the pool cover he reaches over and touches it falls in and he um almost gets unbreakable doesn't he, he goes through the pool cover and is getting all oh yeah of course it. yeah but then this bruce willis when he fell in the when he fell in that, he had a he was already scared of water already. Yeah, it's his kryptonite though, isn't it? He's it was his kryptonite. He was wearing a poncho and it was raining. Now I three guess types. <laughs> Riot Russell. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. I guess Wyatt Russell <laughs> is on a even keel with that because he's obviously poorly. Um yeah. how many times have you ever fallen in a pool? Like never with a pool cover on. Unprompted, like pushed in a pool. What's your What's your favorite? What's your favorite pool fall in? Right, because I remember this time where someone was reporting on BBC News, uh, and there was they were I can't remember what they were reporting on, but they were like essentially in a swimming pool with like five people were kind of like had their legs in the pool, and this reporter was going along talking to them each way, and then he misjudged how deep the pool was. There was obviously a step, and he just goes from chatting to them like yeah yeah, and he just goes submerged. Immediately, <laughs> there's no middle ground. He goes from standing, having a lovely time, submerged, and he had like his little um mic pack on his back. Oh no! And stuff. Um, I feel I like the. the I feel as a test of an actor, being able to fall into a pool convincingly has got to be one of the ultimate tests. Because I've seen the people trying to pay their oldie off with you've been framed things. <laughs> Oh, that's that he slipped into the pool. Oh, Wacky. No. Yeah. I think that's a real test. If you as an actor can pull off, because obviously you are going to fall into it on purpose, actively falling into a pool, I reckon that's that's a real that's a real skill you're showcasing. Yeah. And obviously always always terrifying when a pool cover is involved because you get like and there's all leaves in the pool and everything as well. Like it's not pleasant. There's almost branches dragging him down, aren't they? But yeah. then he all, has a baseball all... memory. Yeah, yeah, I've had a bloody baseball memory here, mate. And Sometimes what, that's bring... what I do when I'm about to drown. Just go, oh, let's have a sporting memory. <laughs> do you remember when, uh, what's his name? Uh, who was the ski jumper guy? Eddie Eagle Edwards. Eddie Eagle Edwards. Do you remember when he did that in the Olympics? That was quality, wasn't it? And then you suddenly just come straight out like, oh, Eddie <laughs> I'm, Eagle. I've, I've, I've never been in, I've never been in the Olympics myself. I have to have someone else's 
memories. Well, that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I've got no, I've got no good sporting memories. Not really. Like taking a foul throw and everyone and everyone pointing and laughing at you. No. Ben falls into a simple. It's like remember that time Stephen Entry had 107 breaks. <laughs> Only 17 at the time. <laughs> yeah, what a legend. What? I got a minute. There's a, six, there's a 16 year old darts player on TV. I love it. It's just what a time to be alive. Um. Yeah, that's how I survive. It's almost like he gives up, though. I'm almost like there's a look in his eyes where he's like, "This is it. This is the end." Uh, does someone reach? <laughs> I fall in a pool when there's loads of people around. No, they. Oh, he gets out the, himself. The, the they, kids, yeah. the kids go find him. Like as he, they go, "Oh, but yeah, dad's fallen in the pool." They all rush over, um, and they. Yeah, real estate woman, totally useless. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Says something like the pool hasn't been used for like fifteen years. It wasn't used by the last people who lived there for some reason. Maybe they weren't pool people. I think she says at one point. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. You see that? You see that pool? Like I'd have been like that. Like even if I bought a house with a pool, the state of that one—it was all drained and all manky. You'd be like, <laughs> can't be bothered. Bloody hell! Can't be <laughs> it's a hassle. But they effectively decide to buy the house after a trip to the hospital, scheduled appointment, nothing to do with falling in the pool. But after he, but they go along, yeah. and the doctors say, uh, the doctor says, um, you know, yeah. I know we thought you were stable, but things appear to have progressed. I will do some more tests. And this is the line that I'm going to come back to later. She reminds them that there can be, they can have a happy life together and they can enjoy their lives but it requires some changes and some sacrifices and then as they're and then she sort of suggests that um the ray is going to have to use a wheelchair for a little while and he kind Mm -hmm. of as they're going out this is where he has the conversation room which i don't want to be a sick person and let's let's buy that bloody house i can do some swimming practice because they mentioned swimming as a good exercise you can do yeah they go you can do do some lovely uh, water aerobics and you'll build up your muscles and you'll be you'll be back to playing baseball in no time i don't think they say that they say yeah they just say you should do some exercise it's good for your health um yeah. try something at low impact like swimming doing your aerobics like at 10 o'clock like in the mornings whenever you go on a holiday they're always doing the aerobics in the pool got them all out there what are you doing you're on holiday relax no you gotta get a, gotta get a reps in oh for god's sake um yeah so they buy that house don't they uh and then a little montage of doing it up don't we a little montage of doing it up we see the pool getting like uh we don't really see much other than like as i said some leaves getting like i kind of wanted to see the whole process but maybe that's just me um there did some pool maintenance guy like comes over to inspect it as well oh just before ray like puts his hand in the drainage thing and like use a stick ray it says here (laughs) scratches his hand but like it's proper horrible it's like impales his hand essentially yeah it takes a big slash out of his hand use a stick or get one of those little tools you know little tools you put down the uh the plug hole in your bath oh, to get all the hair I'll tell out. you what ben get a big industrial one of them one of my favorite one of my favorite tools that i have 100 percent. it's great love it's so, love the plumbing snake oh so ever satisfying, so satisfying you want you want your you want your sink draining nicely you send that little bad boy down there yeah, snake him down the pipe as snake far as you can go. I like to see how far I can get him. He's got a little spirally hook on the end so he can catch all yeah. the hairs. Then you good. fish him back out. Get him for them. Disgusting, the worst. It's, but it's gross and disgusting, but never it's, so it's satisfying. Like when the when the 
the plug when the water's running nicely down the plug hole is great. Uh, oh, the dream. You use in combination with a plunger as well, just to get that residual oh. waste out. Yeah, get the plunger. Then I tell you what, you want to put some some of those caustic things down there first. Get some really dissolve oh the excess. Now you're bloody talking. What you don't want to do is get your bloody hand down there, like willy nilly, and just touch any old shark. Like raiders. Like Ray does. Um, and then all, a load of horrible, dark, gunky water comes out. And I think everyone says, is this supposed to happen? <laughs> yeah, a bit, and they phone the pool hell. going, because actually, turns out that you've got the best pool ever. This is yeah. filled by a natural spring. So actually... Filled by a natural spring, really good for your skin. Basically, it's really good for, really good for everything. Basically, this water's Calpol. It's going to be... <laughs> you're, you're, you've got a naturally heated yeah. Calpol pool. Yeah, which will flat, basically heal like... anything ever so good for you. Yeah, naturally heated. Uh, naturally filter. antibiotics. Naturally micro... or yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah, filtered. Um, taking its water from some sort of like underground spring area. Apparently, like years ago, people used to bathe in the springs and like something. I don't know. I just pool guy knows all about that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, and essentially we just get a a cut away to. To Wyatt Russell putting the, old the pH, pH checking the pH <laughs> checking the pH balance um saying it's time let's all get in and then all the family jump in the pool we get a nice little montage some slow-mo moments and then they start playing a game of uh fetch the quarter which I feel like would be fun for about three or four three or four goes and I'll go I had enough now let's I feel like you're losing pennies in that pool any second because honestly yeah. Wyatt Russell and his wife <laughs> Making out like me out and doing the paydays. They're like chucking coins bloody everywhere. Yeah. And this little kid's trying to do it always in one breath as well, which I feel like is dangerous. He's gonna he's gonna overcompensate. Something's gonna happen. Which which of course maybe it maybe <laughs> little little pennies like dropping in above his head like someone's trying to shoot James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the opening sequence of Saving Private Ryan at one point. Yeah. I was like, bloody <laughs> Jesus. And of course he um, Right, Russell's a baseball player. Probably was those pennies really hard. Oh yeah, he's got no, he's got no like off switch, has he, for that old, old swinging arm when it goes back to full power. Um, so essentially, yeah, Ray is spending more time in the pool as part of his therapy. He's doing some um water aerobics. He's swimming a lot, and then a, a little bit of time goes past. I think his wife at one point, uh, Eve, looks out and she, he's he's going absolutely flat out. He's Oh, that's He's a bit later. She has a swim first, but I think I think this is the first realization. So as the family move in, we see they have a called they have a cat called Cider. And oh, yeah. typical, typical fashion, Cider doesn't like the pool. And yeah. he's a cat. Cats don't like swimming. Um, think no more of it. The first scare we get is the wife. So she's out for a late night. She's doing a night swim. The titular the night swim. The first scare we get is the wife. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> she, she walks onto the screen and goes, ah! <laughs> yeah, <fun laughs> no. She's, I'm sure, a lovely person. Um, yeah. She's not scary at all. Just a normal woman. So the first scare we get uh, comes oh, yeah. at the point of the wife. So she's going for a swim at night. She's doing a titular night swim. Um... And she's just blazing away, doing lengths. And we get some sort of first-person view of her turning around in the water. And I don't feel like that's how it goes. I don't feel like that's how it goes. It's not the same. It's like, why is it going like that? Yeah, you don't go like side to side to side. That's looking. You kind of like, 
I think you go down and then maybe you go up to get a breath and then down and down. I think you always go up the same side. Yeah. I th- even after that POV bit, I looked at her head and I went, she ain't even doing that. She got her head down. <laughs> she had her head down. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, what happens? Yeah, she so sees, she, gets, she, she sees like a face and they go, oh, bloody hell, you scared me. Oh, no, there's no one. She just immediately assumes it's her husband. And that happens like a little bit later as well. Like the boy immediately assumes it's his dad, which I guess you would, wouldn't you? If you just saw a yeah. figure, you just go, oh, it's the person I live with who also has access to this pool. Yeah, but nothing like it, it scares her. And then the lights start flashing in the pool the same way as the little girl who got disappeared, got gonned by the pool. Oh, yeah, the lights but, um, flashing, weren't they? Yeah. She just makes a sensible choice, gets out. Yeah, and again, that's pretty good. I think a lot there are a lot of sen- there are not entirely sensible choices, but I think in these early stages there are sensible choices, which are if you if you are feeling genuinely freaked out, or you think you know something terrible could be happening, just get out. Feels a bit freaked out. Goes and checks on the kids. They're both fine. They're both snoozing in bed. Um, yeah. Goes to see what Ray is up to. He's fallen asleep watching baseball because I tell you what, there's one thing, orgy of evidence that <laughs> things that Ray loves, baseball. Can't get enough of it. I absolutely bloody love baseball. Do you? Well, tell me what your favourite baseball is then. What's this? Yeah, one? what's your favourite baseball? This old one that I found in this pool. This old one that's been smashed to bits. Um, um, so she uh, thinks no more of it and goes to sleep. Um, she starts a new job. She works at the office at the school. The kids yeah. are starting starting school. The daughter immediately makes friends. A delightful young fellow asks if she wants to join the Christian swim group. Yeah. Does that does uh, that does the does the presence of a Christian swim group imply that there are other denominational swim teams in the in this school, or is there yeah. just an atheist swim group? A, a demon worshiping. A, yeah. a devil worshiping uh, swim group sounds fun, um, yeah. And again, like this, this could have been creepy because he kind of goes, "I'll oh, put your arm up." Oh, you got a good wind span. Come and join the swim team. And again, it's all quite nicey, nicey, and uh, yeah, I, I like these these little established yeah, relationships. Just, they? Nice little kids, but um, the little the son, like, I guess as an as an extension of the fact they've always been moving houses with the dad's former baseball career. Struggles yeah. to make friends a little bit and is a little bit more quiet and reserved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I think he even says something like, oh, it's going to be my year, isn't it, Dad? Almost like he's been struggling with sort of baseball, playing baseball. I think he wants to play baseball like his dad, but he's been struggling. But he's not to... naturally talented at it like his dad is. Yeah. And yeah, so it's going to be his, his year and obviously he's not made many friends either, which is kind of a bit sad, but, you know, seems like a nice kid. Nice episode. Uh, lovely, lovely wee boy. But unfortunately for them, they're both in for a couple of scares now. And I think the son is the next one to get one, right? The son is the next one to get one, yeah. And a, and a daytime scare, you know? This is pretty good. It's a, it's a film called Night Swim um, about a haunted swimming pool. And we get a good couple of moments where things go a bit go, go a bit wrong during the yeah, day. He's, especially... he's gone for an afternoon swim. Straight back from school, early yeah. evening swim at, at most. Yeah, that's lovely though. I feel like, but getting from school, can I have a little swim in a pool before I have to do my own work? Yeah, of course you can. No, he's done all his homework, Ben. So he he's he done establishes it all. that. He goes, 
did all my homework in study hall. Can I go for a bloody swim? Mum goes, sure. Ask sure your you dad. Can. Said, oh, what if dad fobs me off and doesn't get in the pool with me? Well, um, and that's what he's doing. So he goes into the garage. Ray is uh, pumping some iron. Oh, no, you know what? Stick a pin in that, Ben. Reverse it. Unfortunately, we do have another victim. Cider the cat. Yeah, Cider the cat. Although we don't expressively see anything bad happen to Cider, but we just, we just meant to assume, right? Is that right? Yeah. Meant to assume that Cider's been slurped off because his collar is floating around the next morning. Looking over the edge of the diving board at one point and I guess it makes some some dreamies appear in the pool and tempts him in. Tempts him in, yeah. Again, we don't see it happen. We just see the colour the next day. Um, we see the colour the, the next day. The family, um, but in particular, the little boy, uh, Elliot, is is upset because obviously he loves that cat. Um, and they're all kind of going, oh, I'm sure he just fell in and got scared and jumped out. Because, you know, the, the absence of the cat in the pool does suggest that a cat's pro- got to be all right, right? Yeah. Like, there's great. not a drowned cat in the pool. He's just, his collar is there and he has disappeared. But this is relevant at this point because um, Ray, um, while everyone's looking for him, remember uh, just a minute ago, like the day earlier when he got his hand slashed up by the pool train? Better. Healed. He's healed like bloody Wolverine, he has. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, impressive. And he immediately puts those two pieces of information together and thinks, I'm a superhero now. Bloody pool's healed me. The pool's bloody healed me, yeah. The pool's pool. healed me. This pool's and all it requires me. is for me to sacrifice a certain number of cats to it. Yeah. Um, so Fantastic. It, I think it does imply from the look and the, the the pauses and the shots we get of the water that it becomes immediately evident to him that it's something to do with the pool. Yeah. Um, and then before you know it, um, we go back to where we were. We have to jump back a little bit there. Um, Ray is working out. He's getting stronger. He's got his baseball videos on. Again, he's lifting some weights. A few weights. bits like um, Unbreakable as well, like especially when he was like lifting weights and stuff. I know he wasn't lifting weights like Bruce Willis was in, in Unbreakable, where he's lifting every weight. But still, like it kind of felt like that sort of dynamic between the father and son, where it's almost like the son sort of in awe looking at his dad, um, sort of like just regain his strength, essentially. Something that he's mm-hmm. obviously looked at him in a way where like, my dad's been ill for this long. He's kind of losing his strength and becoming weak. But now he's getting it back and he's almost looking at him in a different light. Yeah. And he, he seems quite pleased with him. And, you know, Ray doesn't entirely fob him off. He, like, he says, oh, will you come for a swim with me? And he draws a little smiley face on a quarter and says, chuck that one in and I'm going to come and find it. Um, promise me you'll stay in the shallow end. I don't understand what he means because the fact that he drew a smiley face on it sort of indicates that I'll be back in a minute. Maybe just going to go and have a rinse yeah. off before you get in the pool. But yeah. what appears to happen is he fucks off for ages. Yeah. You know what happens, don't you? He just gets completely engrossed by whatever baseball he's watching. He's gone, I, I absolutely love baseball more than my own family. I've got to admit. Yeah, and the I'm one thing I know that. about baseball is as exciting and compelling as it may be, I don't think it's like a don't think it's a quick game. <laughs> it takes many ages, does it? It's just bloody rounders, isn't all, it? I think it's an all-day thing. It's not like a rounders game that you do it in, in a PE lesson, 35 minutes and you're done. Yeah, there we go. Takes all day. Um so yeah, but while this is while that's happening, uh, Elliot is kind of like swimming around. He 
someone like froze in one of the quarters and he like assumes it's his dad. He's like, oh, hi, dad. Nope, dad ain't there. Oh, but he's a bass player. He could be throwing that from the other side of the house. He could be throwing else. it from the other side of the house. And then he just commits to, like, as the more quarters land in the pool, he just commits to it. He goes, oh, I suppose I better, these quarters better get collected then. So he starts collecting in, them. In as few breaths as possible. He does it. Yeah, he's, at one point he says, I've done it in one breath. Um, I'm like, oh, all right, you're all right. And then he starts hearing a voice um, of somebody who immediately tells tells him their full name. Oh, Rebecca Summers. Uh, help me, I'm stuck in here. And this was obviously a moment that was kind of reminiscent of it with uh, Georgie putting his arm in the in the drain hole. He, this time he's in a in a pool, arm first, and we kind of see like a creepy hairy to get hand. his action figure right to get his action figure. Yeah. Um, Hairy I've, got, ha- I've got I've got your dolly. Is it there? Okay is then. It, I've got your dolly. It is a hairy hand. That's a that's a British um like story, isn't it? The hairy hands. Yeah, Dartmoor the hairy hand lives in Dartmoor. It makes you swerve your car if you're driving. Get off me, a bloody hairy hands. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it's not the hair. It's not that hairy hand though. It's a hand made of hair babies that get stuck in the drain. <laughs> yeah, if you had the if you had the uh the, the hooked drain snake, you'd be able to drag drag Rebecca Summers. <laughs> Straight out of there. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like Mortal Kombat. You'd be Scorpion in that pool. You wang your drain snake and come here, like yank her out. Get over. Bring her back from the afterlife. Oh, thanks ever so. Um, thanks. I've been in there for bloody. F- so it says fifteen years. So is this set like? I thought this was set just like in modern. Yeah, they've got iPhones. iPhones. <laughs> they got iPhones. So I mean, the fifteen years must have been since someone. Last used the pool like 1992 as a flashback. Obviously, is is even further away. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's happened 1990. So, so that happens. He gets freaked out as you would, but he gets out the pool um, and he immediately goes and tells his mum what a grass. Immediately goes and tells his mum um, what happened. And again, despite the fact that it's obvious no one's around, or no, she kind of believes him and thinks, "Oh, that's that's a bit weird. Why would he? Why would he say that?" And when she tries to tell her dad. Her dad, her husband, that it's a son he, of barbecue. <laughs> he kind of fobs it off. He kind of says, "Oh, he used to talk to a Gecko like years ago, um, after it died." And they were like, "Oh yeah, but when he was five, And they're like, "Maybe he just made it up for a laugh." You know what I mean? <laughs> He's just, <laughs> you know him, Elliot. Some people do that. Some people make it up for a laugh. Some he talks to a Gecko and he makes up a haunted pool ghosty girl. You know, um. Let's yeah, not dwell ant- on the fact that I was meant to be in there with him and I wasn't because I was somewhere else. Yeah, God, you don't remember that, I don't think. Ray is already completely enamoured by the fact that this pool is healing him and he's going to be back on the baseball field quicker than you can say. Rebecca Summers, Babe Ruth. the ghost in the pool. Rebecca Summers, <laughs> Babe Ruth. Rebecca Summers, the ghost. Um, and then, yeah, the suggestion next is they're talking about making friends for Elliot and they say, like, why don't we have a pool party? Sometimes it's always pool with you. you. The answer is always pool. Why don't we do this with a pool? Why don't we do that with a pool? Yeah, he should, have gone, he should have gone the other way and gone, let's have a barbecue. I mean, it's next to our pool, but we can have it. It's called a barbecue. Pool, but, you know, some, people can, some people can get in the pool if they want, you know? That'd be fine. But if, if people want. come with a swimming kit, I'm not going to say No. But she goes, oh, what kind of circuit? Trunks. Yeah, get your shorts on. Budgie smugglers. <laughs> no, he goes, because let's put a cover on. So they do put a cover over the pool just for it to be a danger a bit later on because it never seems to be on apart from the time that Ghost tries to seal someone in there later yeah. on, like an Indiana Jones door. <laughs> um, 
so um for now though they goes all right let's do that but first he goes okay and i'm gonna come to baseball practice to see if i can't um if i can't improve uh you know his prospects of making friends yeah and you know what credit to around this one he's ever so good with the kids like he goes to the baseball yeah. practice reminds me a bit of the black phone where just kids are bloody good sports being nice to yeah. each other yeah they are being nice to each other aren't they you got this man you got this it's all yeah. good uh, and stuff like that the coach's son is really good but the coach's son is really good elliot isn't bad he hits the ball it's fine yeah like it's yeah reminds me of in school days he's Absolutely, he hits it fine. Not amazing. Doesn't like smash it out the park or anything like that. But Ever. he does hit it. First time, isn't it? Practice makes perfect, mate. Um, yeah. he does, and then says, "Ray, won't you have a little go for old time's sake?" And he goes, "I will, you know, I will." Um, has a bit of trouble initially. Uh, yeah, you misses. think maybe is he is he overdoing it a little bit? He like spins he out and falls it? over. I kept thinking maybe there's something like where he's if he's far away from the pool. It doesn't. It's weakening. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was kind of thinking about that. Um, but, but what then, he requires is just have a little memory about the water. He has a little memory, and then we get like the. He absolutely levers it. He twats it. He <laughs> out the field. Out the field breaks one of the floodlights. Like we get a little <laughs> slow mo shot of the team rockets it out of the out of the district. You'd be like, All right, mate, you missed the first one. The second one, you fell over. And the third one, you absolutely fucking... Creams. It's like he absolutely creams it. Like, are you all right? Um, yeah, literally, but, but like, ev- disappears out of existence, that ball. But every- everyone's impressed, and everybody has a, has a good laugh about it, you know? Well, not a laugh, but everyone's, like, loving it. Woo, I can't believe it. Look at that. See at the barbecue. Well. See you at the Barbie, mate. Yeah, see you at the Barbie. But the little son, Elliot, seems dead sad because everyone's like, Wait, you're wicked, you are. And everyone goes, yeah. a bit of, it feels like Ray, he wants his dad it's to kind of it. about him, right? It's everyone's like, you are amazing. And his kid is like, <laughs> sort of sad yeah. view from a distance. Yeah, mate, you know, yeah, 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 just like that. Uh, yeah. But so then we go to the pool party. One of the One of the kids... Uh, well, on the day before the party though Ben well, day, before day before the party. the party mom and dad are going out they're going to the cinema to something they're off to see a new oh, a new film yeah. at the, the, at the cinema the they're going to watch yeah, De- Day Paddle at the cinema yeah. off to watch Day Splash um, off to watch Day Splash the cinemas one evening so um, they uh, they haven't got a babysitter as is standard the teenage daughter's going to have a boyfriend drowned, don't worry though he's a lovely Christian boyfriend on the swim team yeah, he's a lovely Christian so all boyfriend. he's interested in doing is having a bit of a play in the pool his favourite Having a b- nothing bit- untoward I ne- going on I never played Marco Polo at any point, is it just you have to close your eyes and they say Marco, you say Polo and you got to try and what grab him and then what? you got to try and up. catch him Punch him, bump him in the face. <laughs> I guess it depends who you're playing with. If you're playing with a love interest, obviously yeah, it's a non-sexual reason to grab him and go, "Oh, I've caught you, caught you in the pool." I've bloody right. caught you. I have. Oh yeah, you have. Oh no. 
Oh no, I was really trying hard to get out of this. But you find a... out how competitive your dates are. If they're more interested in the game, they're silently trying to get to the edge of the water to get out. Because that's what you can play. Because like I think playing Marco Polo, if they are trying to get out of out of the pool and they go, bloody fish out of water, and you go, oh, busted, Soz, you got busted. Me. Oh, that's how the rules were. See, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I thought I was just like a little, just a laugh. Do you know what I mean? Oh, fish out of water. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. So while they're playing Marco Polo, is is a bit flirtatious. Um, but then this, I mean, this is in the trailer as. What's the kid called? I don't know. The daughter or the the uh the the love interest. Is it K? Might be K. His no, name that's, that's is. Um, up here. Yeah, I'm not sure. But the alley's low down this cast list. Where are you, mate? Is it Angel? <laughs> someone called Angel as well. Ronin. Is that someone? Someone called Ty, but it doesn't have a picture. Oh Jesus. This anyway. is Izzy. Izzy's the daughter. Yeah. Izzy is the daughter, um, and at this point, obviously, she doesn't think anything's dodgy about the pool. Um, but while that's happening, she gets like attacked and like dragged down into the pool by. Yeah, are we are we led to believe that the the love interest, possibly Ronin, possibly someone else, got out, or is this meant to be like an illusion? Yeah. I... I guess like an illusion or something like that, because at one point he says, "Oh, you're I was, you're only underwater for a few seconds." So it's almost like time definitely seems to move differently um, when you're in. It's almost like the sunken place, isn't it? When you're in a sunken place, time moves differently. Almost why someone takes a big breath towards the end and the breath lasts forever. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, got down there for ages. So um, maybe time moves differently. I don't know. So basically, she's got her eyes closed, and it gets a bit sinister all of a sudden. We see, as far as we're concerned, yeah, we see the boyfriend get out. Uh, but she's doing more Marco Polo, and it continues, and she moves towards sort of a bloated boggling face. The old boggling yeah, man. A weird bloated boggling face. It almost felt, I don't know, I felt like we were seeing these sort of ghouly faces quite early on. It almost felt like quite early in the um story to be properly seeing what these look like. There's a ghoulie face. When do we see like a sort of ghoulie lady face like as a well? Skeletal bony lady. I think that might be um when um when Elliot almost gets done by the by the hairy hand. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um yeah, so obviously we've seen a couple of creepy faces already, so we kind of understand it's not just one entity. It seems to be like a few. And I guess my assumption at this point was that all of these entities were like victims of the pool in a way. But but we, we, ne we never really find out like why why are they malevolent? Why do they want to bring people down with them? Unless they, they do the bidding of the pool, right? Yeah, the special right? magic water. But yeah, it's, a, it's an water. odd, this bogliny face. Um... And I'm not comparing visual effects teams before he blatantly does exactly that. But this looked a little bit almost cartoonish. It's like it's quite like a algae bulbous green eyes. color. Bulbous yeah. eyes that look like been look like there could be stickers, like googly eyes that have been stuck <laughs> on. Um, it felt like something you'd see um at a ghost train in Western yeah. Super in Western Supermare on the pier. But did you could you imagine if you had the corpse effects and what they were doing with a film like Talk To Me mm. here in this one where you don't need to rely on seeing it quickly 
you leave them on there and you don't want them to be on for a long time because it's like, oh, you're horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. I think some, but... you know, a little bit of commitment to maybe a slightly different visual effect might have done this more for me. It was a bit, I think it was a little yeah. bit abstract for me, maybe. A little bit abstract. Plus a lot of the time it happened sort of like underwater, so you could never really like focus on what it looked like, I yeah. guess. I say that seconds after saying... um seconds after saying you saw it too soon but i guess you didn't see it super super clear um and it's playing it, marco polo with her effectively whispers yeah. polar in her ear and then before you know it she's been slurped off underwater and is not only under the pool well under the pool it feels like there's the pool yeah. has like a doorway and then it actually goes on deeper yeah. and forever underwater right like a big like a cave network almost yeah, and again, it looks like the sunken place, doesn't it? It's like this dark place that exists beyond, like the the world that they live in is like up in this sort of like light or like a trap door essentially of light that drops down into this like deep dark sunken place or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's the way the the way we're sort of introduced. But she it. escapes. The boyfriend um says, "Oh." Like you're only under for a second, but then the mom and dad get home. He scarpers and says, oh, "I'll see you at the party tomorrow, though." Yeah. Um, and then before you know it, we have a little conversation between Izzy and Elliot, where they both have seen something now, but Izzy is determined they're not going to talk about it because the dad is actually getting better, the mom's happier, everyone's happy. Let's not fuck yeah. it up just by I think they say, seen some ghosts. They say, oh, we, we're constantly having to like move house and stuff, and like we're finally somewhere where we're a bit settled. Like, but again, this makes total sense, doesn't it? Because no one's quite sure what's going on or what they've seen. They're freaked out by it. They know something's not quite right. But rather than just going, let's get out of here, because even there's even a moment like that doesn't feel quite enough when they like go, right, that's it, we're leaving a little bit later. And it feels like it does sort of go from zero to 100 quite quickly. But at this yeah. stage, I feel like it makes total sense. Um. So yeah, we go we go to the pool party, having a lovely time, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a pool party where the realtor Eve is kind of like, sorry, the, the realtor, not sure what her name is, is talking to Eve, that's the mum, about the history of the of the the house and the pool because she is kind of querying it because obviously Eve has got her own suspicions about what's been going on. Um, but while this is happening, everyone's having a lovely time in the pool. But uh, Wyatt Russell, Ray, gets a little bit competitive. He's like, right, that's it. That guy who looks like Joe Rogan, Rogan in the pool, I'm going to fuck him up. Cut angle over there. And again, uh... Elliot is upstairs in the, in the room recording with like an old videotape. And th- th- we've already established this, that the dad is using it. There's a video of, like, camera, yeah. Help his form. So a video camera, Elliot's using it to kind of not be a dirty voyeur, but to film the pool because he thinks something's going a bit wrong. I want to yeah. record it. So and Wyatt meanwhile, the, the realtor, the... as you say, sort of describes, oh, yeah, there was a, it's just, there was, uh, I found it, honestly, you'd done the paperwork, I promise. <laughs> it's not The Simpsons, but he says he mentioned it six or seven times. She's yeah. like, I, I, um, I, only found out after you'd completed on the house, and I did want to tell you, but I didn't have to bring it up. Someone did drown in the pool. That's why the previous owners didn't use it. Because oh, her name wasn't Rachel Summers, was it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not Rachel a... Summers. Isn't she an X Man? It's not Rachel Summers. Is that... Yeah, how did you know that? Is it? Is she an X Man? She a relation of, of Scott? Rachel Summers, Summers is uh, 
the daughter of Jean Grey and Scott Summers, raised in the future by Cable. I think oh. that's Rachel Summers. Yeah, fictional camp, fictional character, says here. Marvel Girl. There you go. There we go. Um, what Marvel Girl? She's there, stuck in a pool. Bloody hell, I wonder where she was. Um, but yeah, she was. How did you know that? And obviously, then Eva's making the connection. Oh, what Elliot said has got some level of truth to it because he must have been having a having a chinwag with a ghost. And why is yeah, this all happening? He's got no this... Google. He couldn't have looked that up. No. You don't know how Google works. He's got a video camera from like nineteen, from like two thousand two. Um, so while this is happening, the Joe Rogan versus White Russell with kids on their shoulders are having a, like a wrestle tussle. What game would you call that? I think it actually has a name, right? I don't know what that's called. Yeah, I'm not sure. But they're... basically, it's when you play in pool wars and you've got someone on your shoulders and you wrestle yeah. them off. Yeah, and what happens while this You'd is be happening? Being big goros, White Russell's accident. <laughs> Big Coros, yeah. He's uh walking backwards, so he's slow like going underwater, and while he's under there, we see some creepy black gets venomed, um, doesn't he? He essentially gets venomed. Even even the like the angle of this happening, like it, it going straight into his mouth and him like screaming, and it goes straight into his mouth. We see it happening. Um so yeah, it seems to have possessed him because then yeah, it he looks... gets he gets funny eyes and then he just he's underwater, he's gripping the little boy. By the legs, yeah, and and essentially drowning him um, while it's happening. And the co- his dad, the boy's dad, says so the coach notices that something's happening, jumps in, manages to get his boy out, and then uh, Ray is just like at the bottom of the pool, like essentially essentially unconscious. Um, and they get him out as well. And for me, I tell you what, Ben, there's a few villains of this piece here. Yeah. Obviously, the evil venom water. I tell you what, breathe aside. Right, what's right? What's up? Oh, fuck's sake, get it right. Wyatt <laughs> Russell yeah. wouldn't make a bad venom. Make a good Eddie Brock, I would say. Yeah. Um, but that's not what's that's not what's important now. So he obviously has some villainous traits, like he gets seduced by the power of the pool. They've got the bad venom water. That's a villain. Um, biggest villain of all is Alf Lakey, the mom of this family is. Because you know they're like first, like, oh, what the fuck's going on? There's emergency services there, and it's like, yeah. Eve says straight away, "Well, you know he has a degenerative disease that impacts his nervous yeah. system." I feel like you would accept fairly, fairly swiftly and readily, without any having to leap to the supernaturals, that clearly yeah. Ray had had some kind of fit some kind underwater, of episode, yeah. and his muscles had seized, and he was holding the boy still. But yeah. the mom of the other family is like, well, the dad is like, oh, I don't think he should come to practice anymore. Um, yeah. And the mom's like, did like, you understand? What she said? Like, like, like yeah, the, yeah. Eve goes back <laughs> to say, I'm so sorry yet again that this happens. Didn't my fucking husband make it understand that clear? You stay away. Well, he said a little bit more gently that he shouldn't come to practice wherever you, who five minutes ago was saying, you better get ready, sister, because this is an annual event from now on. You go, yeah. If you come anywhere near my family again after something which I would say 99% of people would immediately recognise as a horrible accident. You stay away from me, all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I hope it's pretty th- I, 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 you know what? But I feel I like this... Fi- I know she's a fictional woman. I hope she stayed awake thinking about that at night again. I've gone too far. <laughs> I've gone too far. But it almost feels like this film just decides, oh, we've, we're quite we're quite away into the running time. We need to kind of like dial things up immediately. And we're immediately going to do that by putting all these 
stresses on on the family from exterior like <laughs> things that were kind of like nicey nicey and pretty much perfect five minutes ago and now all fucked forever he's a he's a venom now um so so you know, I think this is, the next time is when Eve decides she's going to do some investigating. She manages to find Rebecca Summers, uh, and then looks into looks into it as well, and finds out that there's a long history of disappearances at the house. Uh, obviously, with the pool being the key denominator there. Um, well, there's people he... have drowned, but actually just disappeared in the pool. Yeah. These people have drowned or disappeared. That have just completely vanished. <laughs> you've drowned so hard that you've turned into water. <laughs> you've become one with the water. And she <laughs> you've manages... been Alka-Seltzer. You've just been dissolved. <laughs> she manages to find the mum of Rebecca called Kay. And then she goes to the house, straight to the house. She said, I did try and call, but no. Oh, and she's tried she... to help them escape first there. I think after that incident, they get, no, look, obviously... He's right poorly. We're going to the hospital. And as they try to leave the drive... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts big freaking out. He's like... Sounds like and a again, big floppy fisherman. I thought that maybe this was because he was getting too far away from the pool. And I kind of like... It's in that him. As kind of like a... Do you know what I mean? I like that as a kind of story thing, a story beat. And this is the thing. Like, there, there are some sort of time travel bits dropped in where we see that the the base, baseball that he pulled out of the pool right at the beginning of the film is the one he hit, right? Yeah, and the boy, the the coach's son, moments before he tries to drown him, gets him to sign it. Gets him to sign it. But I'm assuming the boy found originally wasn't signed, was it? No. No. Okay. He gets Weird. him to sign it at the pool party, again, I guess, these are kind go- of... before he goes off him because he almost drowns him. These are kind of like interesting little little things, aren't they? Like I, I like yeah. I like these little these little ideas. But for some reason they're literally never ever touched on again. No. Kind of disappears. So you're right. Back to where we were then. She does some research. She phones the realtor who I feel gets like an an ADR bit in later where she is like <laughs> saying, Oh yeah, I've done that. And she's like, Yeah, I'll bear with me. Help me with this investment. And she helps her find where the mom is and yeah. the mom of the family lives in a big old big fancy nurses. mansion now um, and we immediately get creepy vibes from her so she's got COPD or some like oxygen disease um, yeah. she is very proud of her son who's a big a big senator a big player in the UN secretary general yeah there's loads of um, photos of him around um, loads of photos and... of him around but she's She's hesitant to talk about the daughter. Well, at one point she even does even says like, "Oh, I don't exist. Never yes, ever." Yes, doesn't exist. But basically, as you say, Ben, I feel like it feels like running time's getting up there now. So, in a, a very good detective technique, which is basically asking a second time, she didn't have a daughter. <laughs> one like, more yeah, thing. Actually, actually, yeah, she one more thing. She Columbo's her, and having been Columboed. Uh, Kay just reveals she Clarissa's it, just explains it all. She goes, Yeah, uh actually, uh the this yeah. before there was a pool there was an ancient thing. People basically go there, it's magic, it grants wishes, but you've got to make a sacrifice. And obviously she we goes, saw her oh, son was right poorly at the beginning, and now he's absolutely crushing it out in the UN. So then we see that. The sacrifice was was made. She... Sacrifice was made, um, essentially, and it's it's all given to us here on a plate. Like we just all find, find flashback out. and everything. 
flashback and everything, we find out that um, she essentially, yeah, sacrifices her daughter in order for her son to live a lovely yeah. life. And where we assume that she has been venomed by the water as well, because when she tries to almost speak out against it, yeah. she starts choking and crying the black I water. Have, She's all I could have easily done without this element of the story. I don't think we. I don't think I needed anyone to be possessed by it. They could be manipulated yeah. by it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, um, it's manipulating Wyatt Russell's uh want and need to become better and well, successful. To be, to be terrified of a having a degenerative illness i think that is something that you could yeah in a very human sense mm -hmm. put against people and give him some agency as someone who's been tempted by this miraculous cure that can cure something which yeah. otherwise medicine doesn't have a solution for him and be having to face the thing of well how far do you go it's a little shop of horrors effectively yeah how you know, far do you get and maybe we could sacrifice to get the thing that you want most we could have world. seen seen his relationship with the with it with the kid break down as well like maybe oh you're nothing like me you could never be as good as me like i just want you to be this but you're not and maybe he blames the kid for the breakdown of maybe the relationship with the coach or something Do you know what i mean it could have been anything like that the fact that we had to go all the way to he's possessed now sorry he's possessed now and now he's evil it's like that was just one step too far for me like i like the idea of the pool keeping him like uh, essentially making him better but the further away he gets for it or the or the, the longer it goes between him getting in the pool he go, starts to get ill again and him kind of like becoming obsessive and kind of like needing to stay Treating there. like a story of addiction yeah yeah they could have done loads of stuff like that and the mum dealing with it like that trying to sort of help him through it it just felt like as soon as we see that sort of like black uh spiritual uh, supernatural Fuse, thing the venom the ooze, the venom, go into him and his eyes go black and his vein veins go black. I was a bit like, oh, really? That feels kind of lame. And the fact that this woman has obviously been living for 30 years with, with the old... <laughs> in like the White House that she in lives the, in. In the White House with like some sort of venom in her. I'd be like, ah, if I was that venom, I'd be bored. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, right, I've got into you <laughs> to possess you and to cause some havoc. I've got into a woman and now I'm just sat in her house. For like the rest in, of my life. Is it in the fountain right next to her, like into a like a lovely um conservatory that she sits lovely in water all day? Feature. There's like a little water feature with the venom in there to remind her in case she's ever about to tell on it. Why yeah. do then this happens this happens a lot? Toby from our old mate from Paranormal Activity, he seems to have the same thing that like the law will ever get onto them. Like if you're a yeah. water spirit that can grant wishes, yeah. but sometimes need to sacrifice people. He's got his head down. Why, why are you interested in there being a cover-up? Don't you ever finger me on yeah. this one. Because if you, it, it if you no say, sense. if you tell, not the police even, but if you tell another mom that I'm the, the villain of this piece, I'm going to choke you from inside your body. Just yeah. know that, all right? And that's essentially what happens. And then Eve's handbag gets sopping wet and her phone stops working, which is, is a real-life horror. Um, oh, maybe that's why it's 15 years ago. So then it needs to be exactly the right amount of time whereby there were iPhones, but they were not yeah. water resistant. <laughs> they weren't water resistant. Oh, God. I'm absolutely devastated for her. Um, so phone doesn't work, which means she's only, she's not going to be able to phone ahead. So the kids are just in the house with the dad who's getting all black eyed in the shower. Yeah. 
And here is where I was a bit like it essentially strays into pretty generic territory. And yeah, like in terms of Patrick Wilson going a bit evil and insidious. Um, He's possessed attack, that time. And, attack, and attacking <laughs> his family, possessed that time. Um, all of the ghoulies <laughs> in the pool, which are kind of like insidious looking. The fact that like if James Wan wasn't involved in this, I would be like, okay, well, it's clearly inspired by this. The fact that James yeah. Wan is involved in this, I'm a bit like, come on, mate. Step Loves away. a possessed dad, doesn't he? Step away and, and, and I don't know, just do something a bit different. Do you know what I mean? It just feels a bit incredibly generic and it does go <laughs> I mean, into... I don't know what relationship James Wan has with his dad, but I worry that at some point in his childhood he was possessed and turned evil. Yeah, it must have happened. Maybe he's still possessed and turned and turned evil. This 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 evil spirit was desperate to be a filmmaker. Um and he's like, I'm gonna make a film about Aquaman. I make two films about Aquaman, all right. Um so yeah, essentially what Eve realizes is that now that Ray is being healed by the pool, but he's obviously willing to allow someone else to be taken as sacrifice. Um, and this is when we see Elliot essentially get Get got by the pool. Because yeah, it the goes, pool goes. Oh, do you want to see your cat? Do you want to see a cat? The cat's just chilling on the lovely inflatable flamingo. Can I have a look at it? And meowing, he sees a shadow of it, but when he turns the flamingo around, it's not there. Um, bad ghosty gets... cat that knocks him in the pool. Bad ghosty cat that knocks him in the pool, but not only is he knocked in the pool, but the um, the pool cover goes over. So the mum, Eve, and the daughter, Izzy, come out so desperately. Izzy is pulling to... it and then basically... Mom X Machina turns up and helps fix it. She gets it back open again. Helps fix it, and they jump in to find him, and he's he's vanished. He's gone um, into the sunken place underneath. He's gone into the sunken place. It doesn't seem like the kind of place you can just go there. Like it seems to just open and close when it wants to. I don't really understand how she can like go down, but she holds onto a length of. She hose. had a hose pipe so she can take an extra breath. I didn't think she was going to do that. I so thought she was yeah. going to tie it around her waist so i don't know it all felt yeah. a bit silly so she swims she down goes into, into the, the sunken place, place to get him where the daughter yeah. the daughter goes to phone the polis and needlessly falls over on some glass in, a, in oh, an event that does nothing to the story as well. yeah it's like we see a glass on the edge of like a countertop for ages and we're like oh what's going to happen here but then i was almost thinking is the water controlling that as well is that what we're supposed to think? It's like, now the... all water. It's now all water. Essentially, it's the water in your body as well. Um, so she falls and just like slams her hand down on the glass, um, gets gets uh, bloodied. And that is when her dad, uh, in full venom mode. And he has a is... slightly watery, splashy voice, doesn't he? He's got a watery, splashy voice. He's got like, <laughs> a bit like, we... you know, when we... you drink too much water too quickly and you slosh around. He's like that. Yeah. He's like that, and he also looks like um a goth who's had a had a, had a bad night out, just like crying mascara all down all down her eyes. Oh God, he just he just don't love me anymore. Oh, <laughs> crying. Heath Ledger's Joker just smeared makeup all down his face. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's happening. They're kind of like fighting. Why is he trying to call the police? And then at the same time, Eve is like retrieving Elliot. Um, find he does he does uh, ghost water ray. I was going to call him Ray Wyatt. That's I'm mixing the names. So Ray, and Wyatt. Ray Wyatt was the was manager like of Harchester United. Um, so it's not him. Uh, <laughs> it is. So yeah, Ray. Uh, he um, does the Marco Polo bit 
even though he wasn't there for that. But I guess the water was. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was just kind of like that felt like a moment specifically for a trailer do you know what i mean it didn't it didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like a moment was needed in this film i feel like there were a few lines in this film as well where someone said something so on the nose because it's supposed to be it's either for a trailer or it's supposed to just show us oh i need to sacrifice someone in order to for, to live or do you know what oh, I mean? this this was the bit right and he's like oh it's you know it's fine it's actually better this way because actually he's He's having a real shitter. I'm telling you, if the thing that made it real shitter, so you had a terrible life and it was better that you were sacrificed to the water, being a bit awkward at school, not making friends that easily and not being great at sport, so glad he's not my dad. I'd have been straight in. <laughs> straight in there. Uh... If, if my dad had had the chance to be like, oh. But it, it just feels like this... Okay. this, this... The way that this is all wrapped up, it's too easy. It's too like, oh, I've got to do that, have I? Suppose I better. Um, feels like that, doesn't it? So obviously, <laughs> but before we get to that bit though, because he's just he's just bad dad at the minute. Saying, so, yep, gotta sacrifice yeah. him. Um, Eve has swum down to the bottom of the sunken place and rescued her son, but there's a load of horrible ghoulies in there. A load of horrible ghoulies. Yeah, they won't get you, but they'll just shout at you and make it that's a little what, bit that's difficult. That's why it please. feels like, it really does feel like uh, a ghost train. They're all just shouting at you and you're like, oh, whoa, hey! Ooh, <laughs> Apart from one ghost who is nice and she's all oh, yeah. turned around in there and then little um, little Miss Summers, her name is Stop trying to call her Rachel still, Summers, I'm losing it. Still in her pyjamas as well. Still in her jammies and her one little bunny notice. slipper. But she has the smiley face coin and she mm. holds it in her hand and lets it go and it falls from our perspective upwards. Oh, but of yeah. course, as we all know, even in a ghost dimension, physics are physics. And then Eve realises yeah. that she was in the middle of swimming down. So turns around and sees that she should swim the other way because that's the exit. She yeah. swims out and... Um, Elliot is poorly, he's drowned, he's non-responsive uh, and then Water Ray comes out and goes, oh, <laughs> actually you should water. leave him to it because the water's the best and he has yeah. to be sacrificed. But what neither the water or Ray had accounted for, that his daughter was going to come and beat fuck out of him with a baseball bat. Absolutely batter him with a baseball bat. Um, Smashed and... him in the legs. All Smashed him in is... the head. Free swift wax, and uh, he is. And then back, a brief reminder to be like, stop being a dickhead, dad. And he goes, think back to not being a dickhead. Think back when I was not a dickhead. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, there we go. He says, Oh, is he all right? About Elliot in such a weird way. Like, Elliot's clearly like drowned. But when he <laughs> when he comes back to his senses, he goes, Is he all right? I don't know what. <laughs> it's really, it's kind of late. <laughs> so he, he sicks out all the venom after being told, like, remember who you are and he's like oh no yeah. sick out this venom um but the fact is they're able to get him back to who he was by making him sick out the venom yeah bashing him with a, should have, should have bashed him with a baseball bat but for some reason the only way of saving elliot is for raid to now sacrifice himself yeah, i'd be like as they start, we can try, as they start can going away 
at least two or three things before whack him with a baseball it. bat. Whack him with a baseball bat. Try and give him um like standard CPR. Uh, maybe get a tube down his throat, like like when you make someone vom. I don't know. Yeah. Anything, anything. <laughs> but I'm gonna go. And also, if I got into that pool ready to sacrifice myself, what would you do? Would you just sort of swim under and go? Sacrificed. Because <laughs> like, as I said, like the the floor of the pool is only there like when, when it serves the water. Like there's the water just going, Oh yeah, come down with us now, actually. Plus, when you're down there, it must be dead boring because you're making friends with loads of ghoulies and one little girl. She's the best one though. All the others are just <laughs> gurning at you all the time. <laughs> yeah, but why? I'm I'm assuming that they're not all bad people, that they're all victims of the pool. So why are they all like why is she like, all oh, right, here's your coin. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> bye bye. Um, yeah, um, who knows? Um, but you're right, he does just sacrifice. And this is this is for me where it had a problem from a written perspective. And should go without saying, but I'll worry about it if I don't. People will think that I think I'm a better writer than someone who's managed to pull up these Hollywood, these big Hollywood jobs. I don't think I am. This is just my personal problem with the thing. Yeah. In a story where one of their main messages was you can live a life that's differently. And even though you're facing like a really serious and really challenging illness, you can still have a good life. You just have to live yeah. something differently. And that's a message that is set up. And what yeah. could have been done from my perspective is that he could have rejected the thing because he never asked the thing to heal his hands. He that's might true. have wished for in an abstract way, like I really want to get better and offer them this. But at no point did he make a conscious decision, especially with the possession thing. Did he say, right, kill my kid and make me better? I mm. think what he could have done was there could have been a meaningful ending where he had a sacrifice where he rejected what the pool had been giving yeah, him. I like that. And like he that. accepted that he was going to face the harsh reality of the disability that he was heading towards. But with um, his family at his side, yeah. supporting and, him. You know, and... you could have had a scene where he is there, potentially he's using a wheelchair, potentially he is, you know, doing his physical therapy and it's a hard graft and he may never get back to what he was, but he's going to be okay and it means he's got time to spend with his with his family yeah it it struck the same bad chord with me as the messaging of smile which i mentioned at the top of the episode whereby oh what's yeah. that generational trauma might as well kill yourself then rather than yeah try and do those things and it's i get it for a horror film like you may be trying to serve some portions of the audience that the, you know someone died ultimately and there's the tragedy in that but yeah I think you're lessening what could be a real life parallel with how people deal with all kinds of traumas or other factors in their lives without having to turn to the the supernatural and mysterious. And I think it really blows yeah. that message by him going, oh, my sacrifice is that I'll just fucking die then. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like by the time we get to him getting possessed and the way it's kind of worked out, I was a bit like, well, that film just shit his pants, essentially. Yeah, um, and I, do, I think you're right. I don't think he needs to be possessed. I think he could be tempted by the fact with the saying, like, I could, I can be better, but, you know, it killed the cat. Is it going to have to 
it's after other lives. And maybe he's trying to consider like, how much does this mean to me? As you say, if you've given more difficulties in their relationships, you know, could have been, could have been very yeah. different. Yeah. And then the final scene is the family decide essentially to remain in the house so that no one else falls victim to the entity. So Eve, Izzy and Elliot are all together. Um, obviously the dad's gone. There's no way of getting him back. It doesn't seem. So what how, should we do? How would they have explained that? Because he, he is. I did just think as a reminder, that, yeah. he won't have drowned. He won't have found his body dead. He'll have just vanished no. one day. And he's a famous basket baseball player. And it, and every, it feels like everyone in the in the uh, in the neighborhood knows who he is. Not they would have been any different for anyone else vanishing, but it didn't feel right. They'd have to go. He's just left. He's just pissed off. His his legacy will forever be tainted as dad who just fucked off. Dad has just fucked off. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for the pool, though, they're about to use a swimming pool's worst enemy. Fuck tons of cement. Fuck just... Tons of cement. But then, but then, regardless of the pool, the the spring still exists underneath so like if they're gonna do it if they're if they're gonna do a bloody sequel it'll just be like in the taps somewhere wouldn't it that's what it'd be yeah just bad water getting out of venom in you there we go so that is night swim i guess we'll do a little bit of name game have you got any for me i've got a couple got a couple for you uh what's the synopsis ben synopsis is uh a suburban family discovered at their backyard swimming pool is haunted um, okay, here's the first one for you then. A family discover that uh, they move into a new house um, and the dad uh, is poorly, um, but he finds a special haunted toy that you can use to enjoy yourself on a lovely windy day. But only the very edge of it is haunted. Kite. Only the edge of it's haunted, though, the kites. Kite rim. Kite rim. I'll also accept kite trim. It's fine. Kite trim. Accept kite trim, if you would, because my next okay. one will be this. Uh, a family discovered that their swimming pool's haunted, and this is how they discover it, right? Dad, Wyatt, uh, Ray, yeah. he's having a nice swim at night time, and suddenly he feels a little tickle on his anus. <laughs> Only a little one, though. Is it, is, it a a slight, one. is it a slight rim? It's a light rim. A light rim. <laughs> But slight rim could also work. He, he, he feels that, and then Joy does just sacrifices himself. Just sacrifices, sacrifices himself. himself. Oh well, give up. Um, this one, a family move into a new house, and they get so sick of things spooking them and scaring them all the time that they gather up all of the scary things and just wang them in the rubbish. A special, a special rubbish container that can contain all the horrors that you put in it safely. Uh, fright bin. The fright bin, correct. The fright bin, I like it. Um, a family discovered that their swimming pool was haunted and Mr. Wyatt Ray is, is having a nice swim to get better. And all of his, his arms and legs are doing really well, except his left arm. His left arm just ain't picking up the slack. His left arm isn't picking up the slack. But it could be it could be his right arm. It could be his left leg. It could be his right leg. Oh no. Um so it is oh, has he got a shite limb? He's got a shite limb, correct. <laughs> I mean, following on from that one a little bit. Here's one I've got for you then, Ben. So similar to the one you just said, um hopeful to relaunch his Hollywood and acting career after some uh after some problems. 
Um, television's John Barrowman gets an entire uh, face reconstruction to launch a new a new career. Unfortunately, uh, well, unfortunately, you know, the the surgeon does a wonderful job, with the exception of his lower lower jaw, which is just no good. He's not happy with it at all. Lower jaw. Uh, is John Bar? Is it the fact that it's John Barrowman key to it? Something John Barrowman said would give you a clue. So he's done a really bad job on the lower jaw. Oh yeah, what did he say? Is it when he when he reviewed the film Old? It was. How did he describe it? Oh, I can't remember. But I'm assuming it's chin. Yep, and it's similar to what you just did as well. Shite, shite chin. It was shite. Is that how he described it? (laughs) Yeah. He described it as shite. What did he say? I can't remember. That's that's mostly what he said. It, it was, was absolutely shite. shite. We just walked out of the cinema. It's all like that, but in his little <laughs> yeah. American accent. That reminds me of that every time it comes up. Um, I've got uh, I've got a couple more if you like. So, um, yeah. yeah, a family move um, to help with the dad's condition. They move to a theme park. Unfortunately, they're greeted by a sign that suggests, in shorthand form that there is a lower threshold for how tall you must be to go on the ride. Height. A lower threshold. Yeah, that's right. So there's a there's a lower threshold for going on the ride, but it's written in quite a shorthand form so they can fit it on a tiny space. They wouldn't Height. write the word in full. They just they just abbreviate a little bit. Height. Trim? Why can't I think of the right word? Height <laughs> what? Unfortunately, to get past, they must pass the height min because it's written in shorthand. I see. I see. That makes a lot. Um, that makes a lot more sense than what I was doing. And then finally, for you today, um, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell's character from Television Sliders travels oh, into Jesus. a new dimension uh, where kings and queens still rule the earth, and he is. Um, he night. is honoured. Yeah, it's night. Jim? <laughs> His name's Quinn. Tim. Quinn. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the answer night. to that. Night, night Quinn. Quinn. Oh, I'd be like that. There, there you go, Night Quinn. That... And that's the end. What a, a spectacular edition of... of, of, um, of uh, I can't even think of what it's called. Name game. Of the, of uh, the name game. Only oh, right. briefly paused when we had to go and stop my dog from having a terrible fight. Yeah. But they're all right now. Who won? Yeah, they're fine. No oh, one. neither. It was all. It was all a lot of yeah. shouting. Um. So yeah, rating the film. I'm just going to jump in there, Andy. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking. I didn't mind some of it. Some of the setup was quite interesting. I think it, it d- delivered some nice little tidbits, tidbits of information, like the, the time travel with the maybe the pool, like sort of <laughs> the time travel that you've made up yourself. The time travel that I've completely made up myself, and also like the. The relationship between the Paul and the dad, uh, a very complex relationship it could have been, but they made it very easy. Oh, he's just been possessed. I think this film pretty much shit the bed for the last act. Um, I I liked that it didn't have sort of like straight up traditional jump scares. There were some jump scares, but not like too insane. The fact that things happened at night, things happened during the day, I thought were quite interesting. I think um, everybody was efficient in their performances. Wyatt Russell probably had the the least to do in terms of what the script demanded of him it felt very 
obvious, you know. And when he got, and it feels derivative of a lot of things that have come before. Um, yeah, like Poltergeist, like The Shining, uh, and very, very heavy on the like insidious slash conjuring, uh, imagery. And with James Wan involved, it kind of just pisses me off a bit because I'm just like, oh man, come on, just try and create something original for God's sake. Um, so yeah, initially I walked out thinking that was all right, wouldn't it? But now I've been thinking about it a bit more. I do realize that it's a, just a, a a massive missed opportunity. I think um, Haunted Swimming Pool could have been cool. I have to go for just like a D plus. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna join you on a D plus. I think Ben. Um, similar reasons. Again, I am left with this slightly challenging and slightly unpleasant taste in my mouth. I already talked about it in detail. Just bring mm. it up in summary again. The whole thing where where there is a trauma or difficulty in your life, be it mental, be it physical, that a couple of these films now, the solution to it appears to be, well, oh, just fuck it off then. You just might as well... Um, kill yourself. You might as well die because being dead. Yeah. If if yeah. there's a supernatural solution to what you're facing, or if that doesn't work, the solution is that you will just die. Yeah. I don't think I'm not trying to be like, oh, you should send more positive messages. I think they are better, more interesting messages as well as being more yeah. responsible in not necessarily responsible, just being less clumsy with dealing with the real life difficulties that people face. Mm -hmm. And um, again, just had a lot of opportunity to take what were some really nice little set pieces, like being in water at night can be scary. They built that very well. There were some phenomenal, cool little angle bits that we didn't really mention, like the bit where the sun is being slightly haunted and you're filming from under the water perspective, seeing him at the surface yeah. of the water, but something standing above him on the diving board. Yeah. Some really, really cool camera I like shots. Some of the shots really, where really they cool were like half, some of the camera shots was like half submerged in water and half yeah. out. It was pretty cool. There were some really smart things, but I just think that the ultimate story execution didn't really know where it was going and wasn't as tied together as neatly as it could have been. Um yeah. and I don't know whether this is a a studio thing saying, no, no, that's too abstract. People aren't going to get it. Just make it that it's this ghost. You have to do the bit where it's literally possessing them rather than they had to face a moral dilemma that, that gives the characters some depth yeah. and some agency. Um, so unfortunate from that perspective. But there is some good filmmaking here. Um, and I do want to recognize a little bit that again, mm. it's a space away from franchise uh, that that have been that's not been rewarding recently. But we talked about it before we started recording. My new benchmark is this one costs the same as a Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? You think about yeah. it. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I, I and I think the, the fairest I could say is that. While it has some moments, it ultimately wasn't as memorable as I no. as I would I would like. I don't think this will um be an all time. It's not gonna spawn me. a franchise, is it? I don't think. No. Uh, unless no, no. it makes absolutely loads of money, but then I 
I can't really see that happening. I'm yeah. sure maybe so it'll make back a bit. A perfectly acceptable thing. I'm not annoyed that I've seen it, but uh, a D plus. D's get degrees and all that, but uh, but a D plus for me as well. There we go. Then the first um, official review episode of 2024 of the Horror Hangout. Um, let us know what you thought of Night Swim if you went to see it this week. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to all of our current patrons over there. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube and Discord. Next week, we're covering a French slasher movie. Oh, I don't know if I'd call it a slasher movie. High Tension, or in French, Haut Tension. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. Anyway, I thought you were going to do the French. <laughs> <laughs> so I like either know the French words for high or tension um, and it could have been something different high tension I've probably got uh, it completely wrong I just remember the poster a little bit there we oh, go looking forward yeah, to that we'll see you for that I'm looking forward to our other films this week like another week other films this month we've got some exciting ones coming up so uh, let's see what high tension does for us eh we sure do uh, there we go Ned thanks a lot um, be careful what you wish for if you're feeling a bit poorly Swimming pool ain't got all the answers, unfortunately. Yeah, swimming pool ain't got all the answers. And if it turns out swimming pool does have all the answers, but you ultimately don't want them because the price is too high, just look for a middle ground whereby you deal with your problems yourself rather than just fucking yourself off into oblivion. Totally, totally true. Don't just go, I'll just have to sacrifice myself then, because unfortunately, life doesn't always work out like that. See you later, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.